I'm Ray. And I'm Veronica. And welcome to another edition of Page to Screen from the Chick Lick Book Club podcast. Today we're discussing Safe Haven by Nicholas Sparks. Oh, bring it, bitches! <laughs> oh my god. Oh, the anger! The rage has overtaken me! The rage has overtaken me. That is one of my favorite things you've ever said on this podcast. <laughs> well, it's fucking true tonight, bitches, because holy God. Uh-huh. Oh, where do we start? I mean, I well, I, mean, I know where we're going to start, but can... Uh-huh. Oh, so, guys. There's just so much to say. There's so much to say. Oh, my God. This is a Dave Matthews song. So much, so much to, to say. Yep. Mm-hmm. So much. Just okay. Um, so, one thing I'm going to give this... Books and movie is oh my well, god! Well, let's first of all let's say so. Ray read Safe Haven mm-hmm. this week. I did. I did. Um, I rewatched the movie this week. I rewatched the movie also because I had seen it yes. a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, it had been a while. So we're both refreshed on the movie, but Ray has read the book. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna say up top that the reason that we chose or I said I'd bite the bullet on this one is because I have connection to that area. My family is from and currently lives in Wilmington and Southport. So um, and it is my home away from home. And I get like I'm thinking about it right now, and I haven't been there in four years, so I'm getting a little kind of like teary-eyed because I'm thinking how much I miss it. I I tried to move there. I don't know how many times. So. I love this town so much. So um, I'm going to give props to that. Yeah. It looks like magic. Well, we'll get to that in a second. Okay. Yeah. Um, so what we've decided to do to break it down, because we are going to talk about Sir Nicholas Sparks. We will talk about him last, because do we have some things to fucking talk about? Um, but we're going to talk about, like, about the movie, or the premise of both the movie and the, and we're going to talk about the movie, and then I will tell you what's the difference between the movie and the book is. How, is that what we're kind of deciding? Yeah, that, okay. yeah, that's cool. And then we will talk about our buddy Nick. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay. So, if anybody, this was 2016, am I correct in that one? Uh, the movie? Yeah. 2013. 13. Okay. For some reason, I kept... 16 is in my head. Okay. So, 2013, um, it's got... It stars Juliana Huff and um, Josh Duhamel. Josh Duham. What? Um, (laughs) I can't. I was going to think of something dirty, but I couldn't. Oh, really? Doing it and doing it and doing it well. well. Oh, nice! Nice! (laughs) Yes! Another shirt. Um... Mm -hmm. Uh, oh god, he is beautiful. Oh, LL Cool J. He's also beautiful too. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh, Josh Duhamel. You know, okay, so let's start from the very beginning. I guess a, a very good place to start. I was just gonna say it. Mm-hmm. So we start with so my first notes. <laughs> my first note is, well, that's quite a fucking start. It's like Law and Order. But her yeah. wig is fucking the worst. Yeah, it wasn't great. Her wig is awful. Mm-hmm. So, we all we see is this brown-haired, long-haired, brown, like long brown-haired woman screaming and crying, running through the rain to somewhere like she's barefoot, holding a bag, and she's covered in blood. 
Mm -hmm. It is very much like she just fucking found a corpse in the middle of Central Park. Um, and she runs into a house. She's like, I don't know what's going to happen. And, that's, and it goes, to a bump, bump, safe haven. No, no, I'm right. sorry. Then, no, it's then she goes to the bus station. It's a whole bus thing before oh, she... Oh, right. Yeah. Well, she goes to the house. Yeah. And then she goes to the bus station. Yeah. like So it's like, all of a sudden, you see this dark-haired woman with long hair goes to this house. She's covered in blood. And then all of a sudden, it's like, it's quick... Uh, what is that called? Um, Cut. Quick cut to um, smash cut, smash cut to the go. the bus terminal, and mm-hmm. there's a short haired, you know, like beautifully beautiful blonde because like you know you get that with a box, um, yeah. blonde um, with like all those beautiful highlights and right? natural low and lights that, and things exactly in yeah. that beautiful cut of her mm-hmm. hair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, that, that, that you could just do in your in your house in your bathroom. That she definitely did with just scissors. Exactly, a, a la like uh, the fugitive. Uh huh. <laughs> Uh-huh. I didn't kill my wife. Um, That's based from about a thing in Cleveland. Do you know that, right? Yes, I do. Dr. Oh, uh, Alan Shepard. So dark. Yeah, mm-hmm. so dark. Yeah. Okay, um, sorry. Anyway. No, it's fine. Um, he didn't really do it. No, he didn't do it. He didn't do it. Um, neither did the fugitive. Um, Correct. Oh, God, Harrison Ford was very handsome in that movie. Oh, yeah. Well, he, I actually, mean, Tommy he's a handsome man. Tommy Jones was actually handsome in that movie, too. I'm going to just get up. I that don't was... care. I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. Anyhow, thanks for taking a journey with us, guys. Yep, that was um, a journey. It was. it was a good journey, though. It was a good journey. So here's this blonde check, and she goes jumping on this, this bus. So this very attractive with like a pregnant belly. Did she have a pregnant belly? Yeah, they put she put her. Oh, she put the like, thing in. Yes, that's right. She her, put like, a bag of clothes. Her bag or whatever. and yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. And so um, she comes like smacking up on the side of the bus, and she's like, "Let me in" or whatever. She gets on the bus, and they start to run drive away. As she's looking, and there's this you you're thinking it's a random police officer who's mm-hmm. a very attractive police officer looking for her i thought he was attractive going he was like cute. he was cute and like trying to find this woman and 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 he's got he's got a squad with him so you're like mm-hmm. oh shit this woman's like fucking fugitive like for reals um mm-hmm. and she 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 ends up getting like he loses track of, of that bus and, it, and she mm-hmm. she gets away Mm-hmm. So she goes, uh, she wakes up pretty much. Like you see a little bit of a, um, so that's where you get the dun, dun, right. <laughs> safe haven. Mm-hmm. And then it shows the bus going to like the south. And Which is it, like beautiful. That little montage where it like mm-hmm. shows the bus going south and like mm-hmm. winding along the coast and stuff. It's really beautiful. It is. And then she wakes up in this little like harbor town. Mm-hmm. And she, like everyone's getting off to get coffee or whatever, and of course you know right by the the bus stop is gorgeous fucking Josh do it do it do it do it well is mm-hmm. got his little store, and um and she, you know he's arguing with some lady about coffee and she looks yeah, over and of course it's bitching like, about like the coffee being sludge or whatever yeah because it was something uh, mud I think mud, she called it yeah. mud and. So we learn her name is Katie. Katie mm-hmm. it buys a cup of coffee and and they kind of like make eyes, and she's looking out at the you know at um the river because I I know it's the Cape Fear River, but you don't know it's the Cape Fear River, but I do. Um, and she's like you know oh gorgeous, and the boss leaves and she decides to stay. So she does, 
And she goes over to this little fish shack called Ivan's. It's not really little, but it's still a little fish shack. Um, and gets a job. So she becomes a waitress. And then I'm trying to go through my notes. To be fair, she does sleep under a bridge the first night she's oh there. Oh, my God. I did feel that. I was like, okay, well, I feel you. Um, I mean, where I'm else sure is she going to go? somebody would have seen her. That's fine. But I'm sure somebody would have been like, yeah, there's somebody sleeping under a bridge. Because I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to, here, I'll let you have my first little note. Everybody there's fucking rich as shit. Oh, really? Southport is, there's no little shacks like that in Southport. I did not get that impression. I mean, oh my God. Fictionalizing South- a town is like, I mean, fine. Like, that's not a strike in my book. It just sort of is what no. it is. So Southport is a historic town. Most of the houses in Southport run in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, unfortunately, Southport is, however, when the first when the hurricanes come through, it's the one that like usually floods and gets the most of the damage. Right. But you have to get like, well, no, you don't have to take the ferry to get there. You can take actually it runs right past my mom and dad's house to get to Southport. You can write. It's about 30 minutes outside of Wilmington if you ride, if you just drive. Okay. Um, But it is like so it is connected to the mainland. It's just easier to take the ferry. Um, But. They, they, they ain't, they ain't no shacks out there. Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, it's still like a beachfront community, so I would imagine it is. Somebody's gonna notice some uh, a transient sleeping under a bridge. You'd be like, oh, Muffy, somebody's sleeping under the bridge. I mean, it's like it also does seem like a small town. Like you, oh, that would be strange. Okay, here's the other thing. They make this town up to be like a fucking town. It's not a town town. Like, there's no little store like he's got in Southport. There are about five or six restaurants. And, like, the restaurants make the town. Like, quote-unquote town. I can't explain it. It's literally a tea. So you get the main drag going into town, and then it kind of tees off. The tees off are, like, right down by the water. And um, the place that we go a lot, there's Fishy Fishy is really good. But we go to Yacht Basin Eatery, which is like, at one point she mentions it being the Yacht Basin. And that is, it is the Yacht Basin. But um, that's, they really got good pizza there. Um, But, and actually Luna's been there a couple times. Um, Oh, Lunestra. Yeah, Lunestra's been there. But, um, and then some of the places actually they built for the movie and they just kept and actually put restaurants in. Because they're like, yeah, here we we need a couple other buildings. So that's how tiny this place is. So no, they're not having a fucking parade. Like there's no. I was like, I actually had to look to see. I'm like, I don't think there's a Southport High School. There isn't. It's it's New Brunswick High School that the Southport kids go to, um, which encompasses more kids. Um, but there's not a Southport High School itself. No. Um, so yeah, it's. I love I love all the love though I'm 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 all for the love but that's just to give you an idea of like uh, it is I mean because I don't know how you felt but like me even knowing the area I felt like I don't know what's happening here because I didn't know there was no I didn't feel like there was a center of demarcation for anything like because all of a sudden she's by the store but then it's his house is right next door I mean mm-hmm. that house itself I'm gonna tell you right now that house itself probably was at least six hundred thousand dollars. I mean, well, again, like waterfront property, I would, I would assume yeah. that, it, that it would be pretty expensive. On the other side, over over on Wilmington, a million. I mean, that's just 
how it is. Like, e- we're, these are his, these are these are Civil War era houses. I mean, that's what we're talking about. Wow. Yeah. So, um, like all that brick that was in front of her of his house, that's all f- original brick that was there when it was you know when they it was founded. So, um, anyhow, uh, so. She, Yes, I had a hard time. Like, um, like you're talking about a clear uh, line of demarcation or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I did have a hard time figuring out. Like, they act like his house is right across from the store, but then, like, at the end, she walks across the street to where they're sitting by the dock, and then, right. they, well, I guess the store was no longer out. there. But like, I don't know. That was disorienting for me, and then also. How far away does she fucking live? Well, because and that's she the thing. walks, right? I mean, she there in in into the could, middle of nowhere. And I could be wrong. There could be some little shack in the middle. But okay, because <laughs> I have some I have some thoughts about this fucking shack she lives in. But um, to get back to what you're saying, they had to build that. There was no store like that there. That was not there. They had to build that, and they burnt it down. It's not there anymore. So, yeah, I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't. That there. seems wasteful. Well, I mean, it's a set. They just built a. They, I mean, there's their movie studio down there, so they do that shit all the time. So, um, I mean, Iron Man three was I, okay. Anyhow, so right. Iron Man three was filmed there too. So, um, nice. Yeah. So, all right, I'm going back to my notes because I'm like, all right, so. Um, okay, so we she moves to Southport, right? She lives in a rental co- cottage next to Joe, a local woman who's definitely not a ghost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So Alex begins to notice her when she comes in to buy groceries. Um, and well, actually, Katie, be- not not the ghost. Not. <laughs> also, yeah. Also, not Aaron, which you'll find out in a little bit. Um, Katie slash Aaron. Katie slash Aaron. And so um, Katie strikes up a friendship with Lexi, which that's not her name in the book. That's fine. Oh, it's not? No, it's Kristen. Um, huh. Oh, no. I I have a lot of... You saw my text. I have a lot of issues with the kids. A lot of issues. Huh. I, spoiler alert, guys. I actually fucking like the book better than I like the movie. Um, I hate to say it. I like the characters better in the book. Huh. Okay. So anyhow... It um, seems like there are a lot of changes. Based on what you and I have said. Not like to the point where the whole main story is different. Well, yes, there is. There, there, there's a big fucking there's change. There's a big change. Yeah. So during one. Uh, okay. Okay. This is. These are my. Oh, sorry. These are my notes. Okay. Hold on. Uh, my notes of the book. Um, okay. So here's. Okay. So here's my notes. Well, that's great. And then my second note is. Now I'm shazamming the theme song. Guess what? It's Say Anything by Tristan Prentyman. If anybody's wondering. Yep. Yep. Huh. Yeah. Huh. So my third note is, fuck, I love Wilmington. Fuck, I love Southport. Yes, it mm-hmm. is that beautiful there. That's Those are my notes. I go there. Yeah. Um, oh, so immediately we, we, we cut to this police officer who... Um, uh, we have like a... Don't we have a flashback to what... Hap- oh no, he's 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 going through all this this um, uh, video of the he's buses leaving. He's going through leaving. security camera footage. Yeah, yeah. 
and he fi- he does definitely finds this woman like he finds he thinks it is the woman he's looking for and you don't know who it is who this guy is who's looking at the the footage and you don't know what she's done um but he does you assume that it's like physically injure someone maybe kill them yeah yes um and um so he's at this so you used to think at the same time he's going through all this footage okay um uh, I just have no stories like this in Southport. Had to build this for the movie. Um, so my first, my other note is after she starts working at Ivan's, so she gets a job as a, as a waitress at Ivan's. One day she starts to freak out because these two police officers come in and they're looking around like, uh, and 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 then he goes like <laughs> the one goes, <laughs> somebody's parked in a handicapped parking spot. And I thought and I actually said they really need two deputies for somebody parked in a handicapped fucking spot. Really? Right. Really? Well, they got nothing to do. I go, this police force fucking sucks. <laughs> um, so then my next note is, Colby Summer Smolders, what the fuck are you doing in this movie? And then where is your southern accent? She's supposed to have a southern accent. So Actually, does anyone in that movie have a southern no, accent? I, I think the, no. the cop has a southern accent. That's like it. So Colby Smolders is supposed to, Smolders is supposed to be the one who is from Wilmington or from Southport. It was her father's store. Oh. Alex was supposed to be from Seattle, Washington. Right? Okay. <sighs> so, um, then, I'm trying to remember, because now, um, then we have random, <laughs> I just have random ghost encounter. I'm not a ghost! Uh, because joke, joke is uh, so she comes home from work one day and she goes to this fucking shack that she lives in she rents this shack i mean i can't even it's it's a shack like it's it like maybe should have been condemned like it's not really it was built when fucking sherman came through with his army in 1865 yep and hasn't been remodeled since then I'm surprised. She puts her foot through the floor. Yeah, like, the first or second day she's there. And I'm surprised that raccoon didn't stick its little head up, going like, "The fuck?" Well, there is a possum. Like oh, she that's right, looks down, there's a possum right there. Yeah, yeah. And it like yeah. hisses at her or something. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. FYI, her her no. Okay. Well, no. Her her. In the book, it's not that bad at all. It's not that bad. Um. Yep. So she's living in this fucking shack with FYI. No hair, no hair dryer, no, I'm assuming no hair dryer, no hair products, but she's got this gorgeous haircut, gorgeous, like, style that, like, all of us would want. All mm-hmm. of us would be like, yes. She has nothing. I actually had a lot of questions about, like, how does she have any dollars? See, in the book, they explain that. So okay. in the book, she, at one point, she's in... She's in Philadelphia. So I know we were going to compare the two, but it might be easier as we're going along. That's fine. So, um, all right. So, uh, I'm going to spoil a little bit. I'm going to go a little ahead so I can spoil this part. So she is the person that the police officer is looking for because it's his wife. Mm -hmm. He's a, he is a Boston police officer. He's a serial abuser and during one night he started smacking her around she stabbed him with a knife in the arm and ran off i don't know why she thought that she killed him she stabbed him in the arm but that's well in the movie she stabs him in the side in his arm i watched it was in his arm are you sure 
It's in his arm. In the movie? Yep. It was in his arm because I thought, are you fucking kidding me? You thought you killed him because you stubbed him in his arm? Like, yeah, no, I legit. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Because I, I was like, okay, well, maybe she thought. I'm like, no. What happens in the book? There's no fight. So oh, hap- right. You said that. Okay. No, because you get you get at least two or three different chapters of him beating the piss out of her. Like, kicking her in the kidneys to where she bleeds, you know, pisses blood. And, so- like, it's <sighs> awful. And then he he ends up so she like you are inter you're introduced to her like kind of leaving about thirty percent of the way through. She starts talking to Joe about what happened. And she tells Joe the story. Like she starts telling Joe the story and she finishes telling Alex the story. So she tells Joe how she left. Um she says this and I wrote it down and I couldn't fucking believe this. The, the, guys, this is my hypothesis is that Nicholas Sparks jacks it to women's tears. That's just my, that is my hypothesis of this whole thing. And right here is one of the, um, here's, here's a line from the book. During her background, she says, at least her father didn't sneak into her bedroom and do awful things to her like her friend's fathers did to them. What? Why? What? Is, that's not Who's- even fucking relevant. Well, here, here's the thing. Why would you? I put didn't that in know there? anybody like that in in grade school or in high school. Uh, I, I actually did, but not we didn't that know many. About it. Not one. All, I mean, that I know of one. But like, it sounds like the way she made it sound it was like all of her friends were getting molested. I was like, but also that's not relevant to this. Like, why are you putting that in there? Because she talks about how her her parents, her father was an alcoholic, but he didn't beat her. And that's supposed to be make you feel better, I guess, because he didn't least beat her. Okay, so hang on. In the book, is the husband an alcoholic? Oh, he is a severe alcoholic. Okay, so to that point, like that is a thing that children of alcoholics tend to marry alcoholics. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, she, she, she's like she, and she admits like. She should have, she should never have married him because she knew right away she went into it going like he, he like beat her in her first, like first or second date or something like that. And she continued Um, to be with him. Yeah. Like, um, not a good guy. I mean, a lot of red flags. Like I, I couldn't. So guys, like I listened to the audiobook because I had a lot of shit to do this week. So I had a lot of books to read. Um, so I listened to the audiobook on 1.75. It's fine. Um, but when it got to the, his stuff, I, I, like, I, I listened to a little bit of the abuse stuff and I just couldn't. I was like, you know what? I don't need to know this. I, I'm good. I kind of get an idea. I don't need to have the full. I don't need the rape. I don't need the rape and I don't need. I have a question. Are there at the beginning of this book trigger warnings? No, of course not. Fuck. Come Such on. Again, asshole. jacking it to your tears. He, of course, there's no fucking tick. Tr- he wants to. He wants you to have those trigger warnings. So it gets it excites him. Gross. Um, God, I have so many questions. OK, so. Um, All right. So your question was. How did she get out? Right. Is that what the question? No. Um, OK, so what she does to get out in the book is actually very smart. You're introduced to her backstory, but she's going to get her hair done. 
So <laughs> she knows she has a certain amount of time to get her hair done. Yeah. He, her husband, she doesn't drive. She doesn't have a driver's license. He's never allowed her to get a driver's Got yeah. it. Yeah. She doesn't have friends. She doesn't have a driver's license. None of yep. that. Mm-hmm. Isolating her. Narcissism. Yep. Got it. And, yep. And she knows it. So she, she's is trying to get the woman to like kind of go faster but not you know, like she doesn't talk like she's like talks enough that she can get her to move faster because mm-hmm. she needs a certain amount of time because she needs to get to radio shock right next door so she can buy a burner phone yeah got it so she gets her burner phone she gets back in enough time like it's it's very much it's edge of your seat because you don't know if she's going to get back in time because if he sees her outside he's going to beat her if he's mm-hmm. if she any questions he's going to beat her mm-hmm. so she has her phone and she hides it in an SOS box like a the, like the scrubbing pads box oh, okay. at home and she has something else oh uh, oh calling cards she's got calling cards and she hides them somewhere else too. And, and this whole time she's been she's been kind of siphoning money like little by little because she's tried to, to leave twice. She's tried to run away twice and he's caught her twice. So this is her time to be like really smart about it. She's planning like weeks and months in ahead. So um, so when her husband. So again, this is skip, skip, skip. So I know he's out of town. I don't know what he was doing because, again, I, that was during the skipping stuff. And I was like, I don't fucking care. But um. He was away from the house, and what she did is she took the burner phone, and she had it, um, she had her calls forwarded to the burner phone. And she left a few days before she knew he was going to be home, so she was, like, So it looked like she was still home. Yep, she was on her way to Pennsylvania with this fucking burner phone, and he'd call her, and she'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm at home, I'm just going to go do this, da-da-da-da-da. And so, by the time he got home, she was, like, days away. She was days gone. So. This whole thing with him, like, coming up to the, the bus station never happened. Because he, yeah. he was, she was two or three days ahead of him. Living. Also, like, in in the movie, they intentionally don't tell you, like, who this dude is who's chasing after her. Right. You know and right they, away. they never show the person who she has, like, had this bloody fight with. Right. It's so very like, much, like, you, you're expecting her to be a murderer. Yeah. 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 But then, like, the way that the timeline goes, like, I texted this to you after you figure out, like, who he is to her in the movie. I was like, that that seems not, it, it seems weird because he's, like, passed out from blood loss or dead, you assume, at the beginning yes. of this movie. Yes. But then also he's supposed to be running through a bus station to find her. Well, then. And so- you assume, like, this is quickly. Right. And then also he comes up and he's like, after he figures out she was on a bus to go to Atlanta Mm -hmm. is when he comes back up to the bus station in the movie. And she's been in fucking in North Carolina for months at this point. Mm. And like, it didn't make sense. I was like, he just found this out. It's been fucking months. Like it didn't like in my head, I go, this isn't this, this, this doesn't still have that footage. They wouldn't. I mean, well, so you also find out that he's illegally doing this. Like he shouldn't be doing this. Like you find out in in the, in the movie, he's, he's putting an AP, he puts a national APB out on her and her murder for murder. And he's obviously, she's not dead. Like he's not dead. So she's not a murderer. Right. So, um, but also the, the the Southport police are the worst. So they kind of are, they kind of are the worst. Um, so she, yeah, she gets she gets so that's how she gets the south in the port. movie it, we're not saying anything about the southport police like in real life oh no 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 they're fine Southport sure police in the movie are clearly i'm sure they're delightful i um, got the impression that they were just like 
nothing like this happens here, but I got this APB, so I need to like put it on this bulletin board. You know? Right, like, right, exactly. Exciting it, ever that actually here. might happen in, in South Park. Wilmington, however, like, has Mayberry, a little bit more of like, a crime that, than, you sure. know, yeah. Um, Wilmington is the, South, is the San Francisco of the South, just so you know. Um, oh. It is. It is. Huh. There's lots of, gay, lots of gay bars, lots of gay pride. I love it. Anywho, I've been to so many gay bars in, in Wilmington, it's not even funny. Anywho, um, so that's like how she gets away. That's so it's very, that is very smart. It's very smart. The other things she does, you don't learn until like about 60% into the book. Um, and I don't even know if she actually tells Alex this. No, she does tell Alex this is that she has. St- she became friends with her neighbor, Mrs. Felpin, Mr. and Mrs. Felpin, in the book. And she steals their dead daughter's birth certificate and driver's license. And she made a copy of it and put it back in their files so that mm. they wouldn't So they don't know she did that. Okay. Did it. And so in the movie, he breaks into the house. Yeah. And he doesn't steal. He like he finds out that she's been calling because of a... Uh, well, a she made like that was well, left okay, at the house. So she he found like a recipe that he um you find out later it's probably like the pie that kind it's of the cherry like, pie. Yeah. It's the cherry pie. So he finds that recipe and he sees he already suspects Mrs. Feldman has helped Katie slash Aaron, but he has no proof. Like he just suspects that yeah. she helped. Yeah. So he sees that handwriting and then goes over to her fucking mailbox and like illegally takes her mail out yeah. of her mailbox yeah. and looks at the handwriting like it's outgoing mail yeah. and looks at the handwriting on the envelopes and sees that it's hers. Yeah. And and he, then yeah. break like later. Um, she, oh, at this point also, hasn't his badge already been taken? Or maybe yes. not. Yes. I don't remember. Yes, if, because what happens is, OK, so. All right, let's back up a little bit because we're getting towards the end of the movie. So let me back up because this is what's tough is because in the, in the in the book, you find out before this that Katie has stolen those things. No one knows. And the only way that the husband is Kevin knows is because Mrs. Mr. Feldman had, ends up dying and mm. there's a funeral and one of the Felpin's daughters is sitting outside smoking and she ends up talking to Kevin and Kevin. And she's like, what is, is Aaron coming to the funeral? Cause I know that they were, she was really close with my dad Ooh. and that's how she, and then she starts talking about Katie, the, her sister who passed away. And that's okay. how he figures it out. And I'm surprised because he's fucking hammered all the time. So here's Wait, my how would first, he even remember that. Here's my first fucking question. How did no one smell this asshole? If it's vodka, vodka doesn't smell, though. Oh, that's true. As much and as he's drinking, though? You'd think it would be, like, seeping out of his pores. Right? That's what I was thinking. Um, Because, like, even in the movie, when he finally gets confronted about the fact that he... Like, I remember before last night when I was watching the movie, I texted you, like, he is unhinged. And that was, like, before, because it's been so yeah. long since I've seen this movie. Like, I had forgotten that he was, like... A serious alcoholic and that there was vodka in the water bottle yeah. um but like his sergeant or whoever his captain like takes the water bottle and smells it yeah and even then like i dude vodka doesn't smell like i <laughs> what do you i mean maybe you get like an aroma like shit. a tungent cheap shit will smell 
They did show the bottle at one point. It it's didn't cheap look shit. like it was. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, they don't have a lot of money. They don't. Like that talks, they well, talk about that in the, in the book. It's like, they don't if have he's a, a cop. Like even if he's a detective and, and she's she probably no not allowed to work. She has no job. Well, she wouldn't be allowed to work for right. him. You know what I mean? Like right. in that relationship scenario, he would yeah. not want her to work because that would and, give up control. Yeah. And she met him because she was a cocktail waitress in Atlantic city in the book. So, um, so, okay. We're getting to like a couple of my favorite parts, but <laughs> My first favorite part is where, so Alex has pretty much has a heart on for Katie. Like he's got like, he's got a heart on for Katie. Um, <laughs> All of you missed the look I just gave her, but. I loved it. I fucking loved it. Um, it was coy. Like, I, it was, I see what you did there. It, it was coquettish. I loved it. Um, <laughs> and I have to say in the book, book Alex is fucking suave as shit. Book Alex is like, so at one point, like, cause she won't speak to book Alex at all. Like she comes in, she gets her groceries. She doesn't make, she, she barely makes eye contact. He's like, you know, pretty much like, you know, and she, she doesn't speak except to Katie or sorry, Kristen, Kristen. Kristen. So that's the daughter. That's Lexi. Yeah, it's Lexi. Okay. And so, cause Kristen's kind of like, you're going to talk to me cause I'm a child and I'm adorable. Right. And, yeah, of course. Um, and yeah. the little girl who plays her is adorable. is adorable. She's fucking adorable. She reminds She's me of so the little cute. girl who ends up being like um, um, the little girl in the Heights. They look a lot alike. Actually. Oh, yeah. Okay. I see what you okay. mean. Um, so, um, so, so what uh, Katie ends up doing is like, because it's the only place in town to get food, which again, just go 20 minutes down the road. You go to Piggly Wiggly. Uh, or Walmart, because there's a fucking Piggly Walmart Wiggly. down the street. You go to Piggly Wiggly or Walmart. Um, or Lowe's. Um, so, or Food Lion. Um, so she goes into this little Ramsdackle store, and he's like, it's in the book, it's very sweet. She's she's buying pretty much like provisions, which you would get, because you asked about money. That was the one thing you asked. How yeah. can she afford to do this? Like, she had, she had money saved in the book. She had money saved, not a lot. Like she's she figured, had been, if you said she'd been like siphoning off money, right? And she had she money could. to like yeah. she knew that she could stay three nights in Philadelphia on this money, four if she didn't want to eat. That's pretty much what she said. So like she was eating like cheese and crackers for breakfast, like those kind of things. And she, um, so she, when she gets to North Carolina, she literally has nothing pretty much at that point. So, but what she's been doing is this is when so pretty much starving until she can start to buy groceries. Mm-hmm. And when she buys groceries, she buys like rice. Um, she's buying rice and it, things that you can buy in big quantities and like sure. you can have cheap so, stuff that will like, right. There's no meat. He in fact thinks she's a vegetarian because she doesn't buy any meat. Well, it's expensive. It's expensive. Right. And so excuse me, like at one point he's like, well, you know, there's like, there's vegetables. Like, you know, you know there's like onions by the door and she goes, yeah, but it's like four or five, onions in a bag and i'm not going to use them right so for one person like right so he makes it so that there's an individual onion for her yep and one day she's like do you do you have uh beans for beans and he's like well what kind of beans do you want and she's like well i you don't have to i was just wondering if you had them and then he goes and he makes sure there's like three or four different kinds of beans that he then stocks. And then one day he, like as she's leaving, he picks up the books. She's picking up books and looking at them like that they had like on the carousel. And he's like, who's your favorite author? And she just looks at him and she walks out. As she walks out over her shoulder, she says, Mark Twain. 
and or no uh, sorry no no sorry charles dickens charles dickens okay and no i th- i immediately first started thinking of mark twain um because they listen well, to mark twain in the, in the car yeah they listen yeah. to mark twain in the car um and, and she's charles dickens so the next day she's in there and there's like great expectations and there's like he ordered a whole bunch of yeah i mean he's super that's sweet. really I mean, cute but i'm also like male gaze like what is anyone is any woman gonna be like charles dickens is my favorite author I don't know. I mean, maybe. I I love Little Dorrit. If now I'm not I loved Tale of Two Cities. I'm not saying he's a bad author. No. I'm just saying like No, I mean no, I mean that's not my first choice, no. No. Like I if, oh, but, like, if, if you if, are listening to this and your favorite author is Charles Dickens, please write to us at Chick yeah, the Book Club Podcast. True. That's true. I mean yeah. I'm just saying like how many women are gonna be like, Charles Dickens is my favorite author. Well, we all know well, we don't know yet, but Nicholas Sparks has this fucking idea of where he comes in the pantheon of fucking authors. And I'll tell you about that in a little bit. How many <clears> times <throat> did I text you, fuck you, Nicholas Sparks, last oh. night? <laughs> oh. I, okay. I'm keeping it in, guys. I'm keeping it in. It's okay, rolling. But, so, it's inside of me like a burning dumpster fire. I just want to just scream. Yes, the rage has overtaken you. It has. So, now, in the movie, this is something that you and I texted about. He, um, in place of, like, beans or, like, it's books that she might want to read is the paint. So she wants to paint the floor in her shack. Well, and I said, like I said before, the, the cottage in the book is not like this. Like, right. it's not a fucking, like, Beverly Hillbilly shack that she lives in. Right. But he... And Lexi, the daughter slash Kristen, does like, (laughs) (laughs) I got you this time. Um, She, so Katie inquires about paint. Mm -hmm. And Lexi doesn't say that they don't sell paint. She's like, we have like colors you can choose from. Like samples you can take home and look at. Yeah. And he goes. And so then when she comes back to like order paint. He's like, yeah, okay, you know, this color, you know, that, yeah, that's, that's an unusual color, but you know, cool, I'll, I'll get it ordered for you. I'll let, I need a name and a number. So like, you know, so when like no it number. comes in and she says, my name is Katie, but I don't have a number. Um, Roger. and when she leaves, he goes over to Roger and is like, you know, he's like writing up the thing or whatever. Roger goes, since when do we sell paint? <laughs> and Alex goes, since right now. Yep. <laughs> since right now. Yeah, I mean, so I mentioned this to Veronica. Alex before. is pretty dreamy. So I mentioned this to Veronica before we started. I said, I love Book Alex a lot. Book Alex is suave as shit. <laughs> Movie Alex is derpy as shit, and I fucking love it. Like, he's he's derpy. He's like, he's. Yeah, he's he definitely like all not over smooth. Yeah. He's not smooth. What does he say about the um the basmati rice? He's like, basmati oh, the rice, king the rice. king of rice. <laughs> and Roger's like, he makes fun of him because like like, at the time last night when i was watching it i laughed out loud i was like oh my god you're such a nerd and then like and then as soon as she left roger's like the king of rice (laughs) dude really no alex alex in the book is suave like he doesn't so alex in the book is he's prematurely gray he's already gray at like i'm assuming he's probably early 30s in the book um, she's 28 in the book, which I know she's not 28 in the movie because he's 17 years older than her. 
Yes. What? Um, Josh Duhamel is 17 years older than Juliana Huff. Wait, in real life? Like... In real life, yes. Yep. Wow. He's 48 years old. She's, well, sorry, 16. Going on 17. Yeah, she's 32. Now? She's 32? Yes. I thought she, I'm not going to lie, I thought she was older than that. She's not because she looks like she, I'm not trying to make a remark about her aging process. No. I'm just saying, like, she's been in so many things, I just assume she's older than that. Yeah, yeah. So, because I, I looked today, I was like, how different in age are these two? And because, because I said to you, I was because I, for some reason in my head, had him great like he is in Transformers, because he's gray in Transformers. And, um, and in the book, it, it it's a big, big, big plot point that he's gray. He's gone gray early. Alex has because they joke about it, like how he's old. He's like, I'm only like thirty two or like early thirties. Right. He's just like prematurely graying. Yeah, which, which absolutely fucking turns me on so pe- much. Oh my, I do. Um, I fucking love premature grade guys. I love it. God, Anybody how young was she wanna... when this movie was made? Well, twenty thirteen. So she was so, born in 1988. Yeah, so, math. Oh my god, math Where's is my hard. Husband? God so damn it. we're talking about uh, 13. <clears throat> Hang is, on, 13 to one. So eight years ago. So she was 30. She was 25. She was 25, and he was 40. Now, okay, hang on. Let's just take a moment. Hang on. Hang the back the fucking truck up. All right, listen. When, if you would have asked me like 15 years ago what, quote, 40 looks like, that would not be it. Dude, Josh Duhamel would not be it, no. No, because Although, like. Although there was a couple times where he was smiling and I was like, oh, wow, those are the lines I've got now. <laughs> listen. In my eyes. He's attractive. Oh, my okay? God. Who wouldn't throw a fucking, like, a whole leg and their arms and, oh, my God, I want to, I want him to wreck my vagina. He, I texted you last night, how many more times do you think Josh Duhamel is going to run his his hand through his His, hair? I wanted to run his hand, I want him to run his hand through my hair, my, it's, it's like very, below bottom, everything. It's, like, very classic, like, book boyfriend, like, so, you know, like, Oh, but he, it was a he bad haircut. His, he ran his hand through his hair. His hair was messy, like he'd been running his hand through it. You know what I mean? But you know what? That haircut was rough. That haircut was rough in the back because it was like, it was 2013 haircut where it was like long yeah. in the front and he had like a cowlick in the back almost. Like it didn't, didn't oh, right, sit, yeah. it didn't sit nice in the back. But I mean, again, still, still again, hit that. I, oh my God, I would have let him hit it from wherever he wanted, whatever hole he wanted, whatever way he wanted. Wow. Bray yeah. just going for it. It's fine. I, I said it. I also he, just said that he I'm looking he at pictures. my vagina. Yes, I, mean, I know. On. I heard that. Yeah, I mean, um, come on. I am looking at pictures of him from the movie. It, it That haircut is really, it, it's a little intense. It's it's at the back. It's the back part because it sticks up. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. it's not, it's not smooth. Like, it should be long all over. Like, it's almost like it should be one of those Peaky Blinders haircuts that are new, cool now. Like, where it's kind of like... Mm-hmm. Anywho, so we're getting to the part that I like is where he fixes up a bike for her. Yeah, I was going to ask you if that happens in the book, too. Oh, my God. It happens in the book. Okay. It does. Because that is ha- very cute. The kids help him with in the book. I mean, you don't, you don't really see it, but you, you know that they did. So they, they help him put this, this bike, and he leaves it outside of her house. 
her shack and she comes out and she walks it into town and she's she's not happy in the book i liked it better because she's fucking on fire pissed and she's like why i didn't fucking ask for this she didn't say fucking ask she's like i didn't ask for this i don't want this because she thought he bought it because it was like brand new almost and she's like i didn't ask for this i didn't want you to buy this for me and he's like ho 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 like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't purchase it. Like, it was just, it's been sitting, it's my wife's bike. He, like, says, it's my wife's bike. In the movie, he doesn't say that. In the, right. And, like, in the, in the book, I he's wondered kind of, if that was the it case. Is. He's okay. like, it's just been sitting there. She barely used it. Because he says, like, it's just sitting, I just, not, no one's using it. It's just, I had it. And it's, so I, like, wondered if that was Joe's Yeah, bike. and he literally says in the book, he goes, I was going to take it to the, you know, the Goodwill, but I thought you might want to use it at least because then you don't have to walk to work. And he, he, he talks her down and she's so much like by the end of their conversation in this, like she's, she starts at an 11 and she's down to a two and they're, they talk and then she, it's very sweet. And then the, in the movie, she's, she's like not as pissed off. She's shitty. She's fucking shitty to him in the, in the movie. I'm like, yeah, she is. She's, she's pretty rude to him in the movie. And she just leaves. She leaves the bike and she's like, you know, like two fingers in the air. She doesn't even like look back at him and she's peace out. And then Joe, who's not a ghost, um, says to her, like, don't you think you overreacted? So she goes, which, so this is what they did. So they took this conversation that happens, which happens at a different point in the book. Because she says something along the lines of like, um, he's gonna forgive you i can't remember what the the actual what i should have written it down what she said but it along the lines of he'll forgive you Mm -hmm. um they took that piece that was from this earl this will be like a further conversation an argument they only have one argument in the book and it's at this this one point and she goes back the next day and asks forgiveness that's they took that and they put it there because she goes to joe and she's like do you think he'll forgive me and so they use this bike part as that, um, which I was like, okay, because so, then we will talk about the other part that mm, infuriated me. So then we get to the second part where I fucking laughed out loud in my house. Jesus Christ. When that kid fucking bit it on the boat where he, he hit he hit the fucking boat with the water, I laughed my fucking ass off. Why did you laugh? I was a horrible asshole because it was like the funniest thing. I was like... Oh shit! Because he doesn't do that in the book. That's not what happens in the fuck in the book. So in the book, she's looking because he's because Alex has a monitor behind him so he can see Josh, um, because Josh is always uh, fishing off the off the dock, and Katie's up there talking with Kristen and she, and she can see she's like oh my god Alex and he looks over the monitor and he sees that Josh Josh has gone in so she grabs Kristen and he goes off and saves Josh and so that's the whole extent of it he, Josh doesn't take a fucking header into a boat and fall into the water okay. I laughed my ass off because it was so funny it was so I was like he mean to do that <laughs> I'm a horrible person <laughs> I mean in the in the moment like watching that it I mean, it scared me. Like, I, I think I actually gasped because I had, like, forgotten that it happened. And there's some foreshadowing there where, yeah. like, um, Alex says, like, two feet on the dock because the kid is, like, balancing on the edge of the boat. Yeah. And he's like, two feet on the dock, kid. And I think he jumps in the boat or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. 
I had forgotten about that part, though. But then I remembered, like, because I had seen the movie before, you know, like, she goes and stays with Lexi slash Kristen and yeah. he jumps in the water. And there's a lot more with with Kristen. Like, Kristen, like, is a mess. And so it's a little, like, there's a whole big scene that comes after where there's a whole, so I think this what was made me upset about the movie, too, is because is Katie is very reserved. Katie is scared. Katie yeah. is very scared. So yeah. Katie keeps to herself for a good amount of the book. Like, yeah, I would imagine she's not, so. She's not going up to kiss to go like, what are you, what are you coloring it? Like that threw me. I was like, okay, this woman has been beat within an inch of her life. Mm-hmm. She's not going up to some child and was like, Hey, what's up kid? Like, yeah, just... I thought like that, that seemed fast forwarded for the movie to me. Like when I was watching, I was like, I cannot imagine that this woman is flirting with that guy. I was flirting with a good look. Oh, I mean, he is a hot man, but she wouldn't be flirting. She wouldn't. She'd probably be too scared. I She'd mean, be scared. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's a big dude. Yeah. Who's like, you know, I mean, yeah. I mean, he's got kids and he's a, he's a widower, no, I mean, you but just she's you're still a, fucking married, man. And like, well, she's in a new town mm-hmm. with tons of people she doesn't know. Right. You know. I mean, I think it's reasonable to expect that someone would be scared. Now, for the movie magic of Hollywood, I can also see that like you need to somehow fast forward that because you can't. I don't know. I think there are better ways to demonstrate, like perhaps him trying and her kind of like giving him a brush off. I mean, there Multiple were a times. couple scenes like that, but not, there wasn't enough for you, because in the book, it is, there is, like, she puts fucking boundaries up. She's like, nope. And so, okay, I'm going to give you a little, uh, another um, difference between the book and the movie. I'm, I am talking a lot. I'm so sorry. Oh, we are fine. almost an hour in. Um, oh, wow. So, yeah. Um, so, Alex in the book, was in the military that's where he he retired from the military he was um right, yeah you said that he was or you um, said it to me you didn't say it here yeah yeah cid so it had been criminal investigation department of the military uh-huh. so if there was a, a wife who put a complaint in about her husband he'd be the one who investigated and that's where he saw a lot of this sure. and a lot of he and from what he said it, and i i recognize this and is a lot of women will put complaints in, but withdraw them. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what he's saying is like, he's, he's seen a couple, he's, he knew right away when, so he sees her very early on when she comes to the, the, um, the store, she's, she's where her, her ring finger, where her wedding ring would be. There's like, she's, a... she keeps touching her finger. Mm. Like if she's going to be twisting it. Mm-hmm. And, and that is to him, a sign that all of these women have in common as they do this. So he knew, he knew immediately that she was abused and with him not, with her not making eye contact and not talking, mm-hmm. he knew he put it all together. Cause he'd seen the signs that she yeah, was on the run and that she was probably still married. Like that's why I said, Alex, in the book is so fucking amazing. Like he knows, he knows she's married. He knows it and he doesn't care. Because, like, so... Well, clearly, but, she doesn't want to be in that marriage anymore. I mean, it's not no. like... And he knows... I mean, he's, he's seen what has happened to these women in the past and how they can't get out. Mm-hmm. So, um... So, uh... I'm looking back at my, um... 
so they do go so after the whole like you know um in the in the water and everything like she becomes more a part of the family like he's very much vocal about how he kind of he likes her but he wants them to be friends with the family in the book and the same thing in the movie like they go to the beach and they do that in the book also big thing is 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 katie doesn't go in a bathing suit at all she doesn't feel it appropriate she's like she does she wears he takes his shirt off but she actually like they make it a point to say that she does not get in a bathing suit and i think i as i'm sure somebody as a survivor right. would not get in a bathing suit well that she actually probably pissed. she probably has she may have like scars right or that marks pissed me or... off to no end i was like <clears throat> that's so hollywood though i mean they're gonna put a young actress with a oh, great yeah. body in a swimsuit I agree. in a very it, tiny swimsuit it was a very i mean it wasn't even like a like you know something you'd buy like with like it was like string bikini it was mm-hmm. like yeah. i thought to myself like that's really what you need to put this woman in like right again thought, male gaze right because i'm thinking <sighs> all these survivors out there are thinking fuck you bitch like like yeah. I, I i thought that i'm not even a survivor and i was like fuck you like Anyhow, so but yeah. they have a really nice day at the beach, and um, and in fact there is there is a contrast because at one point Alex takes his shirt off, and and there is a contrast in the book like she recognizes that holy shit he is a good looking man, and I have to say Josh Josh Duma has weird boob pecs he has weird boob pecs at one point <laughs> I was like he's got weird boob pecs I'm like I'm okay with it I'm like, well right he's not like. One thing that I did notice in the movie last night, like, he's not, um, like, book boyfriend ripped. Yeah, Yeah, he's not super jacked. He looks like a normal person. Yeah. Yeah. He's got puppy nipples. It's fine. I I, I won't lie. I was not staring at his nipples. But, like, he looks like a normal human being who may have two children. Yeah. Like, he looks like a person who moves around a lot for his general life yeah you know like he's not a sedentary human being and but he's not super jacked right like he's not spending hours in the gym and right he's not sebastian stan underneath in the sheets God, mother. <laughs> um my question <laughs> you did you catch this when they were like on the beach like carving stuff in the sand why was he carving a vagina in the sand yeah i did see that <laughs> thank you i was like why is he carving i was like a vagina um that's a vagina. Yeah. I hear one of your cats. It's Weasley. Okay, that's fine. she's she's behind the barricade of freedom. Um, the barricade of freedom. So then, he takes her home to her shack, to which he comes in to see the the, the painted floor because she painted it bright yellow. Yeah, she did. That was Why? Lexi's suggestion. Why? Cool. Was Lexi's suggestion. I know. Cool. And then he fucking falls to the floor. So now she has all these yes. fucking f- holes in her fucking kitchen. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. So in the book, they're first. So <clears throat> they decide to go. Um, he asks her to go canoeing on their first date. So in the book, she cooks for him on their first date. And it is very sweet like she does a three course meal in her house like with a, a bacon wrapped brie and all this stuff because she wanted to show off that she could cook 
and it's very sweet and they're sitting on the porch after dinner and he says so are you going to tell me pretty much like are you going to tell me your story hmm. are you going to tell me when are you going to tell me that you're married and she just kind of like it's taken fucking aback and he, yeah I would imagine well because she thinks that Joe has told him because she told Joe. So you learn. like So that's why you say. I said you learn about 30% in because she's told Joe the story. Okay. So she's like. So you assume. She assumes that Joe, Joe has now him. relayed the information. Yeah, because Joe she doesn't has, know Joe is not existent. Well, okay. Joe's a ghost. But Joe okay. has is indicated that she knows Alex. That they dated. They dated. Which doesn't make sense because. She says when they were younger. Because the only reason that. Alex was there is because of Carly, his wife. So they couldn't have dated when they were younger because because Alex isn't from Southport. So thanks, Joe. You're a liar. Okay. I mean, um, I mean, I mean, he's, she's not because she's a fucking ghost. She's um, like actively trying to set this woman up with her with her husband. So she's a bang cheerleader. It's fine. It's um, fine. it's cool. So then, um. Katie then tells the story of how, of uh, literally everything, of like how he beat her, how she got out, everything, of how she got to Southport. And she, it's, it's very, and that's what I said, like, I did love this book up to a point. I, I'm going to say it, I did, because it was like, Alex is a great hero because he's just kind of like, I, he actually says at this point, like, this is their first date, and he goes, I love you. I love you. I will always love you. And I will be here for you. I'm here for you. I don't care what happens. I will I will protect you. And it's very sweet. It's very sweet. It's like everything you needed to hear. And he says, I have seen this before. I know what's happening. And she's kind of like, he's he will find me. And she's and he's actually like so she doesn't have a, like I said, she doesn't have a driver's license. She she doesn't have but she does have she doesn't have a driver's license per se. She doesn't, but she has actual driver's license from the um, from the dead daughter. So okay. she wants to actually go and get it. She wants to get her license so she can drive. And and he keeps saying, "You you you know what's going to happen when you go take the test." And she's like, "I know. He's not going to find me." She's like, "He says, as soon as you get that license, people will be able to find you. And she's like, but yeah. it's not, it's not my social security number. And he's, he's okay with that. Like he's fine. He will be fine with the rest of their life, living her as Katie mm-hmm. for the rest of their lives. And to me, that was so, oh, there was something about that. I was like, so then you have the contrast where, so Alex and Katie in the, in the movie go on a canoeing trip mm-hmm. which I had to fucking laugh because I was like guess what the Cape Fear River is full of fucking gators you wouldn't they- take a fucking date on a trip through the fucking Cape Fear River that comes up in the movie it's so because my, my, the guy like he's talking about going canoeing and that yeah. guy like pops up out of he the says, island yeah, he's, he's like, like there's gators there there's gators fucking everywhere there's gators like my mom and dad have sent me pictures like hey guess what this is down the street there's a fucking six foot gator like yeah i mean if it's not gators it's fucking snakes that reminds me of our old co-worker who passed away last week oh he told a story about gators 
but I, but honestly, like you would not down the Cape Fair. You would you would. I mean, my 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 dad and my uncle and my two uncles went actually like they went canoeing down there. But they knew they're like they're not going to like. So down the street, so down to the street from my parents, there is like where I used to go run is like this nature preserve. Next to the nature preserve is like it's a place called like the the 18th hole or something like that. It's like the gator hole or something. It's the gator hole. It's the gator hole where it's like fucking gators come up to the fucking side of the. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, no, you're not going on a fucking date because you know what's going to happen? Someone's going to fall in some eaten guy by a goddamn gator. Yep. That's mm-hmm. what's going to happen. So, yep. but I did laugh because where they're at is going right past my mom and dad's house. Like, it's like pretty fucking close to my mom and dad's house. And I was like, oh, I bet you they did. I bet you they fell right out where my mom and dad's house. So I was like, oh, cool. So, um, that made me happy. Um, but I did at that point I texted you and I was like, so is there like a rain scene in every single Nicholas Sparks movie? It, like, it, I there think- is. There is. There's in Dear John, there's a rain scene. and The Notebook, there's a rain scene. We're going to get to it. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So, um, so then we get to, so we're going to split to the, um, if we're going to compare the two, um, where he finds out. So we talked about the APB, the nationwide APB about this first degree murder, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and so the fucking bumbling police force, obviously, in Southport has put this picture up of the worst fucking picture of Katie up on the a goddamn wall. A ridiculous rendering. Yeah, it was like, oh my god, it was like a photoshopped of a photoshopped of a photoshopped up on the wall. And a poorly done one, not like a professional photoshopped no, job. We're talking like. No, no, it was like, oh my god, like I did it. Um and so Alex sees it, and he, he rips it off the wall, and he takes it to her, and he starts screaming at yeah, her. Yeah, he gets really mad at her. About, like, are you a liar? This is first... I mean, it's it was upsetting. Like, I was upset, because... Yeah, but also I was also irritated and frustrated by that. However, think about, like, where in the movie, Alex doesn't know about any of this shit, doesn't know that she's lied about her name. Right. And... He has allowed her into his life with his two children. I'm also seeing the other side of things. I'm also seeing. Well, you're seeing the book side. Yes. Right. But like just looking at the movie. Right. And none of that backstory with Alex is there. None of that shit exists. He had no No. idea. He was totally blindsided by this. And now he's like, I have let this woman into my life and into my children's lives. And they like her. I totally get it. Yeah. Like I understood why he was angry. I totally understood why he was but angry. But at the same time, so so they like she's like ah, fuck, I'm out of here. Like I'm leaving. So she packs up her shit and she gets on the ferry to go. Mm-hmm. And I don't see so all of a sudden he starts chasing after her. I don't really know why. In the movie? Yeah. Um I think he just realizes that he's I mean, yes, yes. But there's right. nothing that's like an impetus to what should he be like, oh, fuck, I need this woman. Oh, my God. She's she's not a liar. Like, all of a sudden, I believe her. Like, Does that was he... pretty rough. That was pretty fucking rough what he said to her. And all of a sudden, he's like, I believe you. I, well, I know and like, you're literally abused. within a couple hours. Like, she yeah. had gone home to pack and then, yeah. had like, left for the And pair. he went upstairs to his wife's to room. To his wife's room. And that whatever. was it. That was enough for him to be like, I guess the ghost, the ghost got to his brain. It was like, 
She's not a bitch. Yeah. She's not a liar. She's just been through a lot of shit. She's got a magical pussy. Wow. Okay. Can we just go ahead and jump to that? So in the book. <laughs> they the don't... sex scene? Yeah, there's no sex Well, that's in right, because it's right before this. So FYI, they... Well, because the in this all happens, like, he finds out after they've slept together. Yeah, so I, I, when did... Why did they... Where were they going? What did they do before they slept together? They have dinner? They do one... No, wait. Yeah, I think they had... It wasn't no. the night of the canoe. No, but it was something where he dropped her off because all... No, I think uh, they went out to dinner. Oh, shit. What were they doing? No. No, because when he when they went to dinner... Wait. I don't remember. Anyhow, in a fucking... They, they do fucking yeah. in the movie. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. So I felt like some... Like, the edge... The tension had been... There was no edging in this one. No. There was some thrusting. It was a sweet scene. It was I a mean, good scene. It was a good yeah. scene. Um, but in the I book, did, they don't have sex. They don't have sex. The only sex is, is literally the fucking raping. Um, I, again, why is that in there? And why are there no trigger warnings on this book then? I don't know. Because again, you, Nicholas Sparks. Jacking off to your tears, Scott Tenderman. Um, so he catches her on the ferry and he's like, you need to come back. I love you. Blah, 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 blah. And so she says, yes, I'll come back. So they get back to um, his house at this point. Like right, yeah. the cottage is gone. Yeah, the cottage is disappears at this point. Because in the book, the cottage plays a big part of the ending, but it's fine. Um, so um, by cottage, we mean shack. The, yeah. Her shack. Like she, I don't know. In, if she yeah, ever in goes the book, it's shack. a cottage, but yeah, in in the fucking book, it's a fucking shack. Um, oh, let's see. Um, uh, I do have a question for you. How many? Is this book written in third person or first? Oh, God. I'm trying to think. Um, third person. Okay. Third person. How many different point of views are you getting? You get the abusive husband you and get, then hers. Do you also you get, get Alex's? Alex. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, <clears throat> um, okay. Let's just talk. Let's. Can we talk about their date real quick? What the fuck is about Alex talking about gorillas eating kale? Oh, yeah. Is this movie financed by the Kale Council? What the fuck is that? Like, he's talking about, like, gorillas being really strong and all of a sudden, like, eating kale. I was like, the fuck the hell? That was, like, what? a really weird... weird I, now, it was a weird now tangent. That you, now that you've said um, that in the book, like, she wasn't buying meat because it was expensive, like... Maybe that's how they kind of tied in that, like, she's justifying not eating a lot of meat. Mm-hmm. That she, I don't know. No, because she says, he goes, like, or are you a vegetarian? She's like, why would you think I'm a vegetarian? He's like, because I never see you buy meat. She goes, like, well, I just can't afford it. Like, pretty much, like, yeah. So I'm there's sorry, a kid. Luna and Sherman just, like, <laughs> in the back. Because we see someone, they're like, <laughs> <laughs> They just had, like, a little tiff. Hi. Hi, Luna. Hi. What's up, baby? Okay, they're gonna, they're gonna fight. Oh, they're gonna have um, an argument back there. So this is the round the second time that I had a Shazam, Shazam is another song, which is the Brandy Carlisle song. <sighs> Put Brandy Carlisle in everything. Fuck yes. Um uh, Okay, so let's just talk about these fucking kids. These fucking kids are cock blocks. <laughs> fucking big time fucking cock blocks in the movie because in the book 
they're just the sweetest fucking things. Like they are like they're the ones I like they kind of are the impetus for him to start to really like her to love him. Like they are in the movie I did like that Lexi was like intentionally trying to push them together. Into a point where she was like, "Where were you? You didn't fucking tuck me in." I'm like, "Listen, little bitch. Fuck you." That was a little like um in how do I say this? It, that was not like in line with what it wasn't consistent with what she had been doing. But then again, she's a child. So right. then like in my mind, I was like, well, she wouldn't have put that together. Like she wouldn't remember her parents together. So she wouldn't have any. She might not understand that like if he's dating someone, he won't be there every night for her. Do right. you know what I mean? So I kind of was like, all right, like that. She probably didn't re- realize that what she was doing would then change her life and her relationship with her dad probably not like i mean how like, old is she like seven i mean she's little so in the book she's around five and then uh josh is around like nine or ten i think okay um and josh loves katie in the book like josh like both of them love katie like in fact in the, the movie one- i felt like the the josh liking her thing kind of was like a f- light switch like it just happened all it, of a sudden, and, it, I, and I was like, like that. "Yeah, I was like, all of a sudden, he's like, I like her." I'm like, "Why?" Whereas there's been no indication that you actually liked her prior to this moment, right? Like in in the book, there's a point where Alex says, "Like, I guess there had been a party, like of uh, like kids from his class, and he didn't tell his dad. Like, uh, I guess it was like a party, a birthday party, or something like that. He didn't tell his dad to stay, but it was like." All the parents were saying, all the moms were saying, and he didn't tell his dad because his dad would have felt weird. But he's like, "Did you not tell me because it was I'm not your mom?" And she's like, "Well, I didn't want you to feel weird." And he's like, "Are you mad at me?" And then at, at the end, he goes, "Please don't. Are you gonna tell? Are you are you gonna tell Katie?" He's like, "Why would I? Do you want me to tell Katie?" He's like, "No, I don't want her to be mad at me." And Aww. he's like. Why she won't be mad at you, but I'm I won't tell her if you don't want me to tell her. He's like, I don't want you to tell her. Like it's just it's very sweet. And these kids are fucking amazing. And these kids in the fucking movie suck. Like not Lexi or Lexi doesn't suck, but Josh sucks in the book. Like Josh fucking sucks. Josh is I mean struggling with the death of his mom, so I don't know. I wish but, I mean Josh yeah, slack. yeah, but the thing is though he is in the book too, but he doesn't suck this it's much. True. That's true. Okay. Somebody needs to shut the fuck up over there. The yeah. children are fighting in the background. They are. Um, so, I did say, dude, these kids are cock blocks. Um, there's a point where <laughs> I had to laugh because Alex is looking up the sky. It's before they have sex. And then it turns to Katie. She's in bed looking up the sky. She can't sleep. But I was like, oh, this is where the wanking starts, right? Somebody wanks. Nobody wakes? Okay, cool. Nobody, I was oh, okay. Wa- oh, okay. I was waiting for it. I was like, okay, this is work. Maybe you know. it's implied. Nope, because he gets up and he goes up to the mother's Oh, right. He goes up to the mother's room. Oh, God. The that was after room? they kissed for the first time. I was like, the mother's room? What the fuck is this? Like, no one else can go upstairs in the fucking store? I was like, I'd be storing shit up there. I'd be like, okay, well, I need extra room for the fucking bottles of wine I got here. Um, Sorry, kid. Fuck off. Um, I'm not a ghost. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, yeah. All right. So then we get to um, 
what's his name? Um, Kevin. Kevin has actually at this point broken in to the neighbor's house. Mm-hmm. And in the movie, not in the, in the book. movie, not in the yeah, in the book. No, in the book, he got the information from the the, the daughter. Mm-hmm. But so in the movie, he's broken into their house, stolen their liquor. I was like, I was com- completely confused. I was like, how did he back up? I didn't understand what house he was in with the blood. I was like, I don't. Did he kill the people? I didn't get it until all of a sudden, like he had the the recipe on his foot. I was like, oh, he's in his own house. Like I didn't get it. Oh, because um, he had gone in like the night before. Yeah. Yeah. But then he completely breaks in. He and, breaks into the Feldman house after that. Yeah. And then he gets the, because uh, uh, KB has left a message for, excuse for me, Mrs. Feldman for, mm-hmm. saying Sorry, like, you asked me to let you know when I, I reached a safe. safe place and I've reached yeah. a safe place. And he recognizes her voice, of course. Yeah. Um, and this is definitely after he's lost his badge. Yes. Yeah. Because like they're like, dude, because he gets fucking, suspended. Yeah. You put a fucking nationwide APB out. You're done, dude. Right. And like for and, murder, and, which did for, not occur. Right. Because his boss is like, you're a dickhead. Like, so here's my question about like book versus movie. Right. Mm-hmm. If. Well, I guess in the mo- wait in the book. So the. The fight didn't happen. No. All right. So even in the movie. Let's just say, how is it that this man... He does, he does get suspended in the book. Fair. But in the movie... For drinking. Yeah. Again, fair. I'm glad they finally noticed. But, like, my question for the movie then is, how is it that this dude managed to be injured badly enough that he would have needed medical attention... And he somehow gets to go back to his job with, like, no questions. His wife is missing. And there have been... Do you see what I mean? Like, are there... Oh, no, I can't. it's a bunch of bullshit. It's a bunch of there fucking bullshit. There are, like, bullshit. a lot of questions that if, Because like... no one in his squad was like, I'm not gonna hunt down your wife. Well, and, like, his, his captain or his sergeant or whoever was not like, um... Hey, you were injured pretty bad, and now your wife is missing. So, like, I don't know, maybe there's something we need to like investigate yeah. here. Like, well, are you abusing her, or like, well, did, that what happened? Happen. Like, when her thought was, and it's probably true, it would never have happened. They wouldn't have said. Well. Um. So, <sighs> I wrote. Well, I guess we got some sex. All that Josh Duhamel couldn't go to waste. You couldn't You couldn't you have couldn't all that, that naked Josh Duhamel and not, like, fucking put him in a grinded-it situation. Um, again, I also have a note that just says, <laughs> like, all caps, this is not how it happens. Book Alex is the best. Um, I think that's where he comes on. He's, I, I know that's where he comes in. He was like, he told her to get the fuck out. Yeah. Um... All right, so can we skip ahead to um, the big-headed Ben Franklin? Oh, right. That is weird. That's really fucking weird. It actually, it was funny to me that um, I had forgotten about that entire 4th of July angle Yeah. in the movie. I I assume it's, like, similar in the book. Is that a thing? Like, are the... No. Or no? No? No. Okay. Well, last night I was like, as I was watching this movie and they keep talking about fireworks and shit, that's when my asshole new neighbors decided to go out and like set off a shit ton of fireworks, like large scale 
in the sky massive like I would have seen at the I fucking mean, if, fairgrounds <laughs> like at I mean, midnight or something last night. That's when this was, and I was like, it, I texted you and I was like, it actually is sort of fitting that we're talking about this 4th of July weekend. Well, and I was reading that one book too, about the, the Cowboys, it was July 4th too. It was like, it was about the... No, How did this so, like just come up all of a sudden? So yes, yes, it does. I believe it does take place around the same time, but... But like the parade like, thing I, is not I, I would thing? like to talk about the ending of the book because the ending of the book is, oh my God, a hundred times better. Okay, so here's my question. Um, in the movie... Uh, she, so the whole 4th of July, like, celebration is happening, is happening. He is, Kevin has reached the town. He's fucking wasted. He throws a water bottle full of vodka at a random person, yep. I mean, he's, like, unhinged. So he sees her dancing with Alex and the kids. Mm -hmm. Does that happen in the book? Nope. Okay. Now, after that. Uh, Alex and Josh go to set off fireworks. And she stays back at the house with Lexi. Now, uh, Lexi falls asleep, she falls asleep, and mm-hmm. she wakes up because of a dream she has where Joe comes to her and says, he's here. And she says, who's here? And she says, you know who. He's here. And that's what wakes her up. Does that happen in the book? Yes and no. Yes and no? What the fuck does that mean? Okay, so you've explained what happened in the book, or in the in the movie. Can I explain what happens in the book? Yes. Okay, so what happens in the book is that he gets into town. He doesn't talk to really anybody. So he doesn't talk to... In the, in the movie, he talks to Lexi. He does not. Okay. In the book. And Lexi like lies said, to him. Yeah, there's no, there's no interface between him and the kids at Good. all. Good. So <clears throat> what he does is um, he's, I mean, supremely hammered. Like a lot of from, <clears throat> and I hate to say like, I hate to say it, but like him going down to North Carolina, I didn't read a lot of it because I didn't fucking care. Right. Because again, we don't need to give him a voice. I'm super so, annoyed that he has a voice in this book. Yeah. So, but, but by the time he gets to Southport is when I start, so actually picked up his story again. Um, and... <clears throat> He does, so it's a lot of, it doesn't make a lot of sense because he's fucking hammered because he's been drinking bottles, bottles of vodka on the way down. Yeah, and it shows him, like, drinking while yeah, he's driving. Like, Just a really vodka. supreme example of, of like, setting a good example for humans Yeah, as, so like, he, a law enforcement officer. I mean, it, a lot of when he gets down to the town is what happens. Like, he runs into things and blah, 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 blah. But, so he gets down to town and um I'm so he does see them he sees them at the carnival so there's a carnival going on it's not so much a parade and dance and stuff he sees them at, at the at the carnival and he sees them waiting for the kids and he recognizes the two of them are, are together so he's debating whether he's going to kill as he keeps calling him gray-haired man in front of katie or if he's going to just like he's gonna kill all of them, like it's just like in his brain he keeps thinking like I'm gonna kill, I'm gonna kill gray hair in front of Katie, or I'm gonna kill the kids in front of Katie. Like he just it's back and forth. So, so at the same time, Alex is taking Joyce, who is so like, glad it, that this abusive man has access to weapons. Yeah. So Joyce 
is like the Roger. Roger is a character in the book too, but Joyce is like another character. I would expect, you know, she's kind of like the woman at Ivan's, like the older lady, like like the she, owner. Yeah, like but she helps out at the at the store. So yeah, so Joyce has to go pick up her kid at the airport. So Alex takes her to Raleigh because Raleigh's about four to five hours away from Wilmington. Okay. Uh, when, sorry, it's two hours. It's two hours to, to Raleigh, and then when you wait and you come back, it's going to be four to five hours altogether. Okay. And so Katie's like, well, you know, you get back early enough, and, and or if you get back too late and I can't make it home, and, you know, you can ravage my body. And um, he's like, well, hello. So in the book... Okay, so how do you want to do this? Do you want do you want to talk about the movie and I'll talk about the book? Sure, yeah. Okay, so once you talk about the movie and I'll, then I'll talk about the book. All right, so how this rolls, how like the climactic scene in the not it's not in a sexual way happens in <laughs> the movie is that it's the 4th of July, the parade has happened, like the celebrations have happened and now it's time for the fireworks. Now, for an inexplicable reason, um Alex helps set off the fireworks every year with the sheriff's office like with his friend the cop so Rhett Rhett yes that's his name so he leaves um Katie with Lexi slash Kristen Josh decides that he wants to go with Alex so he leaves to go do the fireworks thing now this is like a cross the river, I guess it would be. Which is a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, right. Like, so, yeah. like, they're, at, I don't know, on, like, a dock of the bay. Um, but, like, he's, he can see the store and the house from where he is. And that's the important part. So he leaves to go do the firework thing. In the meantime, she and Lexi have fallen asleep on the couch in the store. Like, in the back right. of the store. On the first floor. On the first floor. As we have alluded to in the past, um, the second floor is like his ex-wife's or his dead wife's space. Like that was some sort of space that she used to like write or do whatever it was that she did up there. It's mom's space. That's mom's space. That's what Josh says a lot. So uh, they both fall asleep. And in the movie, Katie has a dream where Joe comes to her and says, he's here. She says, who? He says, you know who, he's here. And that is what wakes Katie up. And it freaks Katie out. And so she sits up, leaves Lexi where she is, and then goes out into the store. And he's there. Kevin. Kevin is there. So they, she says, I'll talk to you, but only, like, we have to go outside. So she gets Kevin outside. They talk. She convinces him to leave. She's going to leave with him. No, not at first. She convinces him to leave. And then she goes back inside and takes Lexi. She wakes Lexi. Or no, Lexi has gone out, like wandered outside to the Mm -hmm. dock and is watching the fireworks from the dock. She goes and finds Lexi outside, takes her upstairs to mom's room and says, you'll be safer up here. Stay here. Don't move. Katie goes back downstairs to look for Kevin. She's trying to, like, f- call anyone. But no one's answering the phone. I think she's trying to call Alex. 
She tries to call Axe. I think she tries to call the police department. I think she tries to call pretty much anybody. Yeah, and no one's fucking answering because, again, in this, in the movie version of this tiny town, like, everyone is wrapped up with fireworks right now. Right, fireworks. So she realizes, she sees um, that he is, like, dumping, he's using the gasoline from, From like, there's a gas tank where, like, buses and whatnot will fuel up. So he's, like, dumping that all around the exterior, wherever he can reach to light the fucking place on fire. And she knows that. So she goes outside. She sees him like with a lighter in his hand. He's obviously lit out of his fucking mind and is sitting on like a bench outside, like flicking this lighter open. And so she goes outside and she like closes the lighter and she's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll go home with you. Please take me home. She's trying to just get him away from Lexi. Get him away from, like, the The store. store. Well, in the meantime, she does convince him, like, just take me home. And they start to kind of, like, wander a little bit, a couple feet away from where they were, basically. And a fucking firework spark lands in the gasoline and lights the fucking place on fire. Yep. Of course, Lexi is is on the second floor of of the store. Now, Alex sees it. And flips out and then hops in a little boat and goes across, like, the river or whatever. He does get Lexi out in a really tense fucking moment. Um, And then, in the meantime, I forget what she does. Like, she eventually shoves him or something. Like, she gets him off away from her and he falls in the water. Like, Kevin does. She does does that before... It has to be after the fire starts because he he then they start physically fighting. Yeah. And so yeah, she yeah. like is able to shove him away or something. Mm-hmm. I for, Or maybe she does that before the fire actually starts. And when she turns around, like, yes, it lights because up. When she turns around is, is when the fire starts. Yeah. 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 So he, of course, gets out of the water and they start like having a physical altercation. Now, in the meantime, he also... The first time they spoke, like, he got out, his, like, a gun and pointed it at her. Mm-hmm. So he still has the gun. Thinking about it, would it actually fire if he fell in the water? But who knows? So he, I'm not a firearms expert. He uh, falls in the water, gets out. They start having a physical altercation. In the meantime, Alex is getting Lexi out of the second floor. Um... They wrestle around on the ground, um, Katie and Kevin, and then there's a gunshot. You find, obviously, she survives. He dies. Right to his face. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know what surprised me about that is that she has no blood spatter on her. He is on top of her. And she somehow manages through fucking willpower and adrenaline i guess because truthfully like how would a woman her size over overpower a man his size right um who's laying on top of her shoots him like in the face point blank yeah pretty much quick yeah yeah so okay anyway that's basically what happens is that like that's the movie here's the book yeah so the book is um, 
Alex takes Joyce and his and Joyce to pick up her daughter at the airport in Raleigh. Okay. So he asks Katie to stay with the kids at night, and she's like all excited because she's never really been at the house. Mm-hmm. So in the book, the house is above the store. Okay, that makes sense. Yep. So she's excited because she's never really been at the house. So. Like, the kids are in bed, they're asleep, and she starts, she's falling asleep on the couch. And the same thing sort of happens as she is, is Joe comes to her and says, he's here. Who? You know who. He's here. And she wakes up because she starts to smell because Kevin has gone in, he, he runs into Roger in the store. And, and he starts to fill up the gas cans. He fills up gas cans and pours them all over the house. And the store. Where's Roger during this? Roger's left at this point. Like, Roger's done for the night. The store's closed. So, when she wakes up, she starts to smell and and hear uh, fire. So, she gets the kids up. At this point, they try to go out the door. It's, like, it's it's a friend inferno. Downstairs, yeah. Yeah, he has started the fire downstairs. So, they get out through. They start to go out through his, through uh, Alex's bedroom. So she gets the kids out, and she's looking over at the wall. She sees a, a picture, and she looks at it, and she's like, I, I recognize it, but I really look at it really quickly. I wanted just to get, like, what she does is she wraps the kids in a comforter. She breaks the window with a rocking chair, and she gets the kids out in the front porch. Okay. Or, sorry, on, on the on the landing. Or, sorry, the um Like the, the awning stoop. over the front porch? Yeah, the stoop. Okay. And then <clears throat> she knows that she's going to throw herself off the building. Mm-hmm. She wants the kids to land on top of her. Yeah. Okay. Because she's fucking amazing. Yeah. Well, I so literally everything. Like, yeah, that all tracks as like someone yeah. who's so trying to like take does. care of children. She, she does. She throws herself off the fucking. Yep. Yeah, off of the first floor, like roof and pulls the kids with her. They land on top of her. She dies. No, no. She thinks at oh, one point she God. has broken everything. Okay. Like, she's like, but she can start to move her legs. And she realizes that she's not paralyzed. But, like, she pulls the kid. She pulls. Oh, no, sorry. So she pulls the kids off of the first. Okay, so she gets. Wait, I'm sorry. So she gets the kids off of the landing. She pulls them off. And that's where she doesn't realize. She realizes she's not fucking paralyzed. Because she's, like, she's landing on her back. I'm like, sure that hurts. And then she's going to take the tape the kids and she's going to pull them like by their, like she's going to take them over the side of, the, of what's left down to the, the ground. It's still 10 feet. That's a long to, drop. Like, I mean, it is to drop them down. So she drops both kids down and then she drops herself down because she, there's no one to catch her. Yeah. So she lands on her knees. Yep. Sure. That hurts. This fucking bitch is like, she's a survivor. I'm like, you go, girl. Think about it. Like, she's probably been through worse, honestly. She's been through a lot. So the kids and her get up and they start to run. And here comes fucking Kevin with his gun. So he's he's coming after him, And then she pushes the kids behind her. And like kind of like trying to make them. Because he's, so, he's fucking hammered. Like He's been drinking since he's been dr- like, driving. I, mean, I can't even tell you how he much he's He can't be able drank. to aim very well. No, he at the points they say he sees two of her. So, um, she she starts to do that. What she does in the movie too. She's like, "I love you, baby. I'll come back home with you." 
blah, 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 because mm-hmm. she knows that's what he wants to hear. Right. Just to get him away from the kids. And she just keeps telling the kids, fucking run, just run. And so the kids do, they run. And um, he starts to then to beat the shit out of her. Like, he starts punching her in the head, pistol whipping her. I mean, it's rough. It's fucking rough. And um, so she's trying, she's like, again, this is all because she wants some uh, distraction from the kids to get away. So, um, <clears throat> fuck you, Nicholas Sparks. I, it's, it's rough. So, um, <laughs> I try, I'm trying to think of how the kids get to, the kids start running to her cottage. I think it's how it is. The kids run to the cottage. Yeah. The kids run to the cottage. At some point, Alex on his way home has start to see the fire. Mm. <clears throat> and so he's driving home and he starts like obviously like he like gets home and he sees that there's a fucking fire. He drives into the shed. As he's driving past Kevin, he hits his hand, which has the gun in it, breaks his hand. Nice. Luckily. Gun goes crazy. Whatever wherever it goes. And she ends up in and Chris Katie ends up grabbing it. Um and at the same time Kevin's sober enough to realize the, the kids aren't there anymore. They're at her house. So he starts running towards the house. Oh, for fuck's sake. And so uh, Katie starts to realize that, like, oh, my God, he's going. He's going to go find the kids. Some people deserve so, to die. Well, we get there. So uh, Alex pulls up because he's driven into a shed. And she's like, he's going towards the kid. So she jumps in the, in, in the, in the, uh, by the way, she's fucking landed off a roof. Right. Like how like two is she, roofs. adrenaline is an amazing she's, yeah, chemical. Yeah. Cause yeah. she's been beat the shit out of. So then she, they get to the house and then, uh, they get to her cottage and the kids are inside and Kevin starts going up and, and Alex runs in and somehow I can't, I can't remember right now how it works out, but Kevin punch like Kevin hits Alex in the head with a crowbar. Yeah, like Kevin or, or sorry, Alex should have been dead. Like it was bad. Alex goes down pretty bad. And and Katie screams at the kids, lock the door, lock the door, lock the door. So she's outside with Kevin and they're fighting. Like he's punching her, she's punching him. She's a fucking badass. Like, she's a fucking badass. This is what made me so mad about this goddamn movie. And um, so what happens is they're, they're struggling. And the gun is between them. It's the same thing in the movie, but she shoots him in the stomach instead of the face. And he dies. But like, she does shoot him. But she's a mess. Like, she's like... I mean, her face is a fucking mess. She has, I mean, I would think a, a broken something. Probably like lots of limping. broken things. She's got a lot of broken things. Um, Alex goes to the hospital because he yeah, has. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, head wound. Severe his, head he wound. He has a head wound. And he doesn't leave for a couple of days because he can't remember what happened. I'm sure he has a concussion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. I've had one of those. It's not pleasant. No. So they leave and. They're looking at the like the charred remnants of, I mean, because it's not just the store; it's his house too. Yeah. And but he luckily had kept a safe that had the letters in Good. it. And there's only two letters. There's oh, not there's like not a, a bunch. Fuck, there's not a whole bunch. No, that was another thing that pissed me off. It was just two letters. 
One is to him. One is and to one her. Is to his one is to the woman that his that he falls in love with. Okay. And um, and those are saved. So, and this is the other thing that pissed me off is like you don't get a lot of closure. You get some closure. You don't get. A, it's like she's upset. Like she's like how we all would be. Like he's gonna blame me because I put his kids in danger. Um, his house is burnt. His all of his memories are burnt up. But he's like, I love you. I will always love you. But she also saved his children. Yes, but there's still like you have survivor's guilt. Like there's still yeah. that oh, bit of it. Yeah. And so he's like, he doesn't fuck. It. They're things. They're things. Because she's like, I I want to buy. Kristen a new doll he's like I'm insured you don't need to buy her a doll he's like, he's like no I need to buy her a doll uh-huh. and poor Katie um, slash Aaron right and he's like what are your plans and she's like kind of like well, what are your plans and he's like whatever yours are and so like you know they're gonna be together but you don't get that you don't get that like do you want to marry me you don't get at a proposal. You don't get any of that stuff. Well, you don't All really you get, get that is, in the movie either. Like, you get the reading of the letter and that's it. Yeah, but in the book, you get the reading of the letter and that's it. You don't even get the, like, she goes to, you know, go back with them at the end. Yeah. Fuck you, Nicholas It's the reading Sparks. of the letter and that's the fucking end. So, in the same as the movie. So, it's it's... Joe is a ghost. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm not a ghost. Um, so Joe's a ghost. Joe is actually Carly. Um, as she's Carly Joe. She's her name is Carly, but she goes by Joe. And she wrote this letter because she wanted to write it to the person that fell in love with her husband next after she passed away. And it's super sweet and nice and whatever. But at that the part same is time, really like, ha- like heart wrenching in the movie. It is. And in the book, I have to say, like, I did get a little teary-eyed at the end because it was very sweet. Like, I can't even imagine. I can't imagine trying to write a letter for somebody that, like, I just couldn't. I, I couldn't imagine that. And, you know, that's awesome. Like, again, it sucks because it's Nicholas Sparks. Mm-hmm. So fuck him. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's how it ends. And so you assume that they're together. I mean, I would assume that the two of them get married and have... Because he keeps saying, do you want more kids in the book? Do you want the best? Okay, so here's the line that I fucking love. He goes like, what do you want to do with your life? She's like, I've always wanted to be married and have and be a mother. He's like, well, I thought you... I just asked you if you wanted to have kids. She goes, what does that have to do with anything? Meaning that she wants to be the mom to his kids. And I was like, that's pretty awesome. Like, thank you. I mean, I'm like, Nicholas Sparks, that was a pretty good line. Like, that was awesome. I mean, I have to say, there were some lines that I was was actually like, I'm not saying he's a bad writer. No, he's not. And I don't either. But let's get into the Nicholas Sparks conversation now. Because we're going to make this two hours, I guess. Fucking apparently. All right. Should we take like a brief recess? And come back and bitch about Nicholas Sparks for Let's do a it. little bit. Okay. All right. BRB. And, and we're, we're back. back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's talk about this bitch. Because I got so many fucking notes. First and foremost, let's reiterate again. 
I, I don't think he's a bad writer. I think he actually is kind of a gifted writer. I have issues with how he chooses to use that gift. No, I might agree. I'm going to agree. Like he, as I said, as I was, as I was reading this, I said, there's times, especially with Alex and Katie that I got, I got butterflies. I got the butterflies that I get with every romance novel. Like, especially with Alex, fucking Alex is well-written. Like he just is what you want him to be. Mm -hmm. He's yes, he's ex-military, but he's ex-military and he understands women and he's sweet and, and and thoughtful and you know i mean not that every time that you know i'm just saying that's just what we all want them mm-hmm. we want to be protective yeah, of course. and so yeah i mean he he writes he writes alex well yes movie alex is derpy and i enjoyed him too but movie book alex rules book alex is way better the book say. is usually better than the movie not all of them. We've talked about this before. Not all like, of them, no. no but, but I feel like, yeah. generally speaking. In this instance, I'm going to say yes. Because just... Because fucking Katie is kick-ass. Like, she's a fucking badass at the end of this. Like, she she protects those kids like with, with her the skin of her teeth. She's, she does. Um, so let's talk about Nicholas Sparks. So I have a lot of notes about Nicholas Sparks. All right, so I guess I'll. So, Nicholas Sparks, for the most part, Sparks writes his stories with Hollywood in mind. He has an occasion written this. He has on occasion written the screenplay before the movie, before the novel, and nine of his books have been turned into films, collectively grossing about one billion dollars. So. 11 of his books now at this point. This was an old number. 11 of his books have been made into movies. I would say it's arrogant to write a screenplay before you write the novel. But like at this point, if 11 of his books have been turned into... And they all do well, right? I mean... Right. He's a pharmaceutical rep from New Bern, North Carolina, who realized he was like... Oh, I could possibly make money writing not romance novels. Now, there. Let's just put a post-it. Let's put a sticker on that about romance novels. And also, pharmaceutical reps make bank. He's a he's a decent looking guy. Like now, he looks kind of like you know, like a fifty-five year old, no, fifty-eight year old man. But like at the time, who he has looked- spent some time with um, a plastic surgeon slash Botox specialist yeah like he looks he's got a big wide grin and it's yeah he doesn't well he needs a little bit more work let's just say that um <laughs> if we're, if we're gonna so talk about it if we're gonna terrible if we're gonna rip him apart because i think we should because <laughs> i i have a feeling that his wife left him in 2015 i have a feeling he was fucking around on her wouldn't surprise me unfortunately it wouldn't surprise me in the least so He's a horrible person. I hope she got part of that, part of that money. I have a feeling she's a horrible person too. So it's okay. Like it's two horrible people that are like because they're all horrible people. Because when you when you hear about the um, the racism and homophobia um, uh, case that was up against them, yeah, that unfortunately he won, he won because it's fucking North Carolina. Mm. Um. 
A lot of businesses <sighs> left North Carolina. Well, so it's weird. North Carolina, I, I fucking love. I'm not. I mean, I th- listen, I lived in Charlotte for a summer. I, st- I have very, very fond memories of North Carolina. I love it there. I have been there since I was 13 years old. Mm-hmm. Like, that was my, that's my vacation place. That's my, like, my relatives live there. I fucking love it. I've tried to fucking move there and get job there so many goddamn years. Um, I love it. Um, at the same time, I recognize, I recognize that it is a racist area. Mm-hmm. Um, North Carolina, however, is probably less racist than south or georgia or alabama or arkansas i Um, I don't know i can't speak to it however you still see it you see it everywhere um at the same time okay so (laughs) nicholas sparks and his wife started a, a school in north carolina called epiphany academy i'm sorry what the fuck yep they called it epiphany academy why yep. do they have any kind of expertise that would qualify them to start They a don't. Oh, Guess okay. what? They don't. Mm-hmm, they don't. Mm-hmm. They don't. They love, you know, the Lord, mm-hmm. which is fine. I was going to say, is this like an, a, a religious? Oh, they're Catholic. Well? It's fine. Don't worry mm-hmm. about it. They love the Lord. I would say most Catholics I know, though, and I know a lot of them because I was raised Catholic, uh, would not be like, hey, I should start a school. You know what I mean? Like they if you're up your own asshole, you would. I suppose. Just like Nicholas Sparks, because he's up his own asshole, and um, he seems pretty so, arrogant. Yeah. So he started the school, and he's like, you know what? I want out oh, for a headmaster. I'm going to pick this man who's 64 years old, and um, an Orthodox Jew for my um. Yeah, that's the look I had. I was like, I'm sorry. That doesn't really seem to track with your Catholicism. Okay, so what he did was he's like, they had a lot of similar views on a lot of similar things. And he's like, okay, cool. So then this gentleman gets into uh, the school and this gentleman's like, oh, fuck, what the fuck did I join into? Well, right. Like, you'd think that if you were... It was brand new. It was brand new. But isn't there like a business plan written? I mean, like, isn't there kind of someone super catholic is like forming a school like do you think that a catholic person's gonna like make a jewish school okay your face <laughs> i'm just so there's nothing wrong is, with either like i'm not this is not a so commentary on catholicism but, or jewish no like, it's, it's not it has nothing no, to do no, with it i'm just on. saying let like me, let me pull up the story about maybe this those thing. things don't like if you're talking about teaching people I don't know. You okay. might have like some different values. It's just all. But the same. since like, 2014, members of the Epiphany School Board of Trustees, including Sparks, have been locked in a legal battle with the Academy's former headmaster and CEO Saul Benjamin. Saul Benjamin. I was like, I read that. I was like, he's Jewish, obviously. <laughs> like, literally nothing about this is surprising to me. No, no. Okay. Over what the latter describes as a pattern of harassment, racism, and homophobia. Oh my God, Sparks said, I know, I know. Sparks and members of the board unapologetically marginalized, bullied, and harassed members of the school community. Benjamin's attorneys wrote in a complaint that whose whose religious views and or identities did not conform to the religious 
religiously driven, bigoted preconceptions. Spark rejected mm-hmm. the claim in a 29-page declaration to the court and mm-hmm. a statement on Twitter posted after this article was first published. Mm-hmm. Sparks asserted that reporting on the headmaster's claims were not was not news and false. I mean, let's just say, guess what? I think he would say it was fake news. And that some of the claims against him had been dismissed. Good thing that all of the emails that this fucker had sent to people came out where he talked about how he did not want LGBTQ um, groups on campus. Finally, we spent way, way too much in the first few months few months talking about tolerance diversity non-discrimination and lgbt in these first five, 12 weeks there is was no simmering hidden problem with any of these issues at least as far as the school or school personnel or school policy was concerned nor was there simmering problems within the student body what you should be talking about and what we hope to hear over the rest of the year is information about faculty mentoring and curriculum development so so I mean, like, pretty much, like, go fuck yourself about LGBTQ. Yep, <sighs> he's awesome. Honestly, this all tracks with North Carolina. Like, I'm sorry, but like, they have bathroom but, bills, and like, you know, like, it's not. It's so it's weird. I mean, like, because this the, is the why North... this is why Hollywood has left North Carolina. Well, to a point. Because, like I said, I don't know if were we back, were we recording or not? When I said this is the San Francisco of the South, like you did, but having that does not mean like I I know people no, who have lost their about, jobs because Hollywood left about, North, like Homeland used to be filmed in North Carolina. They are right. not anymore. We're talking. Well, we're also talking about um, Atlanta. Atlanta. I mean, like no one films in Atlanta anymore. Well, also Major League Baseball moved the All Star Game. Yeah. So, I mean, but when you're talking about, like, a safe place for gay people, mm-hmm. Wilmington, Wilmington is a sure. safe place for gay people. Sure. Yeah. Like, so I mean, that's... one city does not no, a, a but state what I'm make saying when it... one state does not a city make. Like, no. Uh, yeah, sure. No. But what makes me angry is that he is such a fucking homophobe mm-hmm. and that one of his biggest movies glorifies one of the best cities in the south yeah where i'm like you're a fucking homophobe right um so okay all right so let's just talk about a little bit um let me go back to my notes here because yay um sparks recently went on record as saying he's a great novelist he's a greater novelist than cormac mccarthy this is true in the same sense that I am a better novelist than William Shakespeare. Sparks also said his novels are like Greek tragedies. This may actually be true. I can't check it out because tragically no no real Greek tragedies have survived. To be sure, I resent the sacrilege Nicholas Sparks commits by mentioning himself in the same sentences as Cormac McCarthy. I would never even allow him to say, hello bookstore, this is Nicholas Sparks. Could you send over the new Cormac McCarthy novel? He should show respect by ordering anonymously. Roger Ebert, in his review of The Last Song, the movie Nicholas Sparks scribed. That was from Roger Ebert? Mm-hmm. That's a he thinks he's a better novelist than Cormac McCarthy. Uh, Cormac McCarthy. Okay. Yep. All yep. right. Um, for reference, just to you know, pull this out there. Um, 
Cormac McCarthy wrote No Country for Old Men. He <laughs> yes, he wrote uh, was it the last road. What is it? The uh, the road. The road. The road. The road. Uh, he also which is wrote fantastic. All the pretty horses. Yep. He's like kind of, and by kind of I mean excruciatingly prolific. Yep. Um, yep. He's still living. His, he's 87 years old. Um, he's like perhaps one of the greatest American writers ever. Sparks's issue was with uh, Blood Meridian. That was what, what I was like. It doesn't fucking matter. Blood Meridian is like here. Here's where the notebook is down here. I mean, yeah, boob. I wouldn't say. Um, Oh god, I like really have to digest that in a way that um might just yep. kill me slowly. Um I mean, I I I don't care for I mean, I like Cormac McCarthy. The road killed the road fucking killed me. The road killed me, but I would listen to the road about 42 more times than the notebook. Because oh, here, okay, let's just talk about the notebook. So, guys, you're so you're very passionate right now. So I fucking had to read the notebook as summer reading my senior year in fucking high school. That's like really a tragedy. Because why? What kind of like why? Okay, Why? (laughs) My my freshman year, I had to read where the red fern fucking grows. Yeah, we read that in middle school. Middle middle school. It I read my night. I remember Ms. Kelly. That was my ninth grade. <laughs> Holding your microphone. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah. My. So. I know someone who had to read Harry Potter as part of their high school curriculum. So I, th- I suppose it could get worse. Now I love Harry Potter. I'm just saying. I do like, too. But I mean, not, I wouldn't that's not say literature. That, I wouldn't say that's like a thing that you should study in school. No, no. And guess what? You shouldn't study in school. The fucking notebook. <laughs> I remember even then going like, I'm fucking switch. I'm skipping. I'm like, I'm like, well, I'm skimming, 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 skimming. I remember there was like, there was a nursing home and I was like, whatever. And then all of a sudden there was this movie with Ryan. My eyes are too close together. Gosling. And wow. um, his eyes are too close together. It's fine. Wow. Okay. <laughs> am I the only one on this on this train? I guess I, don't I know. am. I'm more of a Ryan Reynolds fan than a Ryan Gosling fan, so I don't know. That's why I said Ryan Gosling. His eyes are too close together. I know. I'm just saying, like of the Ryans, Gosling is not my choice. He's not. No, I don't find him attractive. I think his face is too close together. All of the features are right in the middle. Anyhow, um, it. I think he's a probably a, a nice man. I enjoy Drive. I don't care about the Notebook. I've never watched the movie. The Notebook. I've actually never seen the movie. Nor I haven't like, either. I don't have a no, desire I don't care. to watch it. It's I don't be either. An emotional train wreck. Why? Well, I would don't give I a do fuck. That? I don't care. I don't care that he and whatever her fucking name is dated in real life. I don't give a fuck about. Isn't about he that. with somebody else? Like now he's, well, he's with married like, to Eva Mendes. Are they married or are they just together? I thought they were I don't fuck, You know what? I don't, I don't fucking care. care. I don't care. Anyhow. This is stuff that doesn't need to live rent-free in matter. my brain. I have no. better shit to worry about. All right. So let's go back to some things. So. All right. So. 
<laughs> there are, usually i'm like get closer to the microphone right and now you're like my, my mom's right, like so right here there are a few ironclad rules in any world created by nicholas sparks if you're a man you have square shoulders and muscles that reflect your belief in a hard day's work if you're a woman you have striking emerald eyes and blonde hair or hazel eyes to offset your cheekbones if you own a farm a harmonica playing black man full of hard work earned wisdom lives next door. If you're Mexican, your parents own a restaurant and struggle to give you a better life. If you're a warehouse, <laughs> you've located, you're located in a rundown neighborhood on the outskirts of town. If you're a thunderstorm, you roll up just as a woman with striking eyes with a man with square shoulders are about to kiss for the first time. That's obviously supposed to be certain you know satirical Mm -hmm. but that's very true like we joke we're like there's somebody makes out with somebody in the rain in every goddamn fucking nicholas sparks movie i think i mean did i watch a walk to remember i don't remember i've seen it i've not read it i've seen it a couple times i have a friend who has cp so i've seen it she loves it yeah is there a rain scene in that one because that they're young like they're in high school I don't remember. I don't remember a rain scene, but I could be wrong. I just, I remember that the only room scene I remember is the church scene where they get married. He really does just like, he likes it when women cry, right? Nicholas Sparks is a gross human. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> he refuses to say he writes romance. Mike down. Mike down. <laughs> Mike, Mike down, Veronica. Um, Mike down for you. <laughs> Me, I'm reading it. (laughs) Nicholas Sparks is a gross human. He refuses to say he writes romance because it's a woman's genre and he's too tam masculine and proud to write love lady books. Who's who? who, What are you reading? Okay, I will find this. I can't, I don't know where I found this from. It's a quote. I'm so angry. And says he created his own genre because called like love tragedy or some shit what is straight up misery porn he does not write women well it's a giant homophobe and generally garbage he's a he is a giant homophobe and a general garbage human first of all y'all did he motherfucker you did not invent like tragedy you didn't Okay, so you know I can't did. find the maybe okay, the Greeks so, like it wasn't I can't you. find the, where he talks about why he's not. I don't have the the quote where okay. he says he's not a romance novelist. But this brings he's, up. Go ahead. He says he's not a romance novelist because romance novels, for the most part, you're going to be so mad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting out my pen. Are pretty much like pussy whipping the man. It is like, it is... Do you have an address for Nicholas Parks? taming the man. Yep, it's taming a man. Yep, that's what his thought is. (laughs) (laughs) He's the walking worst. He's the worst. I don't know if I've ever seen like a a more acute representation of toxic masculinity. So recently, okay, so soon, like next month, um, we are going to go on uh, vacation with a f- with a friends of ours who have a couple kids. 
We're going to stay together in an Airbnb. And because we have this podcast, the husband in our group chat was like, hey, is there a romance novel that maybe we should all read beforehand? <gasps> right? Oh, my God. We could all do a big thing. Can we do that? I mean, I I was like, it's just the, should we all read a romance novel? Yes! And then like, <laughs> we have a big thing. Like, yes! <laughs> Can we do? Yes! So anyway, okay, we'll he talk had, about that off air. We'll talk we about that off air. I'm losing my mind because like, what? Yes! I know. Okay. Oh. So anyway, he and I were like, the group chat, like we were all kind of going. Anyway. Um, we'll obviously not be fucking Nicholas Sparks. I don't even remember why we went down this venture. No! But Fuck like, no! I, uh, I did say something about like, something about men like in general being Why are most men? men just being shitty um but we i was like there is this i do think more men should read romance novels i truly do believe that oh, like I think as so too. Yeah. a general principle of life but what in the middle of this whole conversation in the group chat i was like how awesome is it that like a man just said to us is there like do you have a recommendation for a romance novel that we should all read before we go on vacation together and then we can talk about it because I feel like that would really spark some interesting conversation. Yes! And I was like, I have always liked you, sir. I've known you Um, for many, many years. But like... Question to the first. Uh Can we say Penny Reed? Okay, we'll discuss this offline. But (laughs) of course, I was like, yeah, any Penny Reed, like, hello. But also, I was like, should I recommend a reverse harem? Like, I was just like, what are we looking for? Are we looking for, like, tame? Are we looking for funny? Are we looking for, like, super dirty? What are we looking for? Like, there's a lot. I was like, let me think on it. I'm so excited now. I mean, like, we need to finish this up so we can talk. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Okay, so back to how shitty Nicholas Sparks is. Now, um... Dear listener, I literally stabbed my notebook with a pen. So I'm stabbed not joking it when I said I think he jacks off on women's tears. I don't understand why. Okay, so he says he's he not. He doesn't think he's a romance. He's not right. a romance. So this was something that you and I had said, like, we want to discuss this question. Is Nicholas Sparks a romance author? Because. No. Right. So he even claims that he's not, which like is maybe the only smart thing he's ever said in his life. However. I, if you look at the definition of a romance novel, you either, it centers around a love story or at least has some sort of like a love story element to it. And there is either a happily ever after or a happily for now. Right? That's like the definition of a romance novel. So I see why people think that he writes romance novels. Well, we're also picking one out of a whole bunch. Well, but like, even look at the notebook. Because I'm trying to remember, like, notebook ends, quote unquote, happy, but is it happy? But is it? Because, like, so in the in the movie, I mean, they, this one is is yes. I mean, like, I would assume they're together and they stay together, right? You kind of that's the assumption that you're left with. I'm, a, I'm a, that's the assumption. I mean, like, I don't know any of the other ones, though. Well, walk to remember she dies, so that's not fucking helpful. No, that's but not. I does, mean, he, no. Well, so the end of the end, literally, of Walk to Remember is he goes to, he goes back to the family, her family, and he makes like 
peace and she, yes she dies but he like but that's an, uh, it, no i no walk to remember is not a is not a romance novel but i don't know i mean i honestly like yes i guess because the um what is that what, what the fuck is that uh, uh, what? Sorry. Notebook. Oh, the notebook. the notebook. The notebook is because, like, he, because at the end of it, they are happy, I guess. I mean, I don't know. At, at the movie or the book? Because I'm pretty sure in the book they die separately. I don't remember. And she I has really Alzheimer's. Well, they both have, yes, yes. Yes. I don't know. Is it? Like, I just... I don't know! I don't... I don't know. I understand why people think he writes romance novels. But also, I don't know... I don't fucking know about that. I I just don't don't know. Um, So I did want to read... When I was looking at his fucking website... um, Underneath Save Haven, book Frequently Asked Questions. I'm actually a little surprised he bothered to ask to answer this question because so the question is, for the story's themes of domestic abuse, what kind of research did you have to do? None. That's the question. Here is the answer. Less research than you would imagine. In fact, I did none. Okay. I am almost 45 years old. I've read newspapers my whole life. I've seen news shows on television. I've seen movies. I've read books. I've seen episodes on U.S. commercial television. And I think everyone has a pretty clear idea of what domestic abuse means. The specifics in every situation are different, so I leaned on common sense and tried to create a female character and figure out how she would react in such circumstances. Now, based upon what you've told me... um. Katie slash Aaron is a badass. And for that, Nicholas Sparks, I am grateful. (laughs) However, fuck you that you did literally no research and just relied on pop culture knowledge. Well, um. He did no research? None. No, no. I know. I mean... There's so much to hate him on. Like, there, like literally, there's so much to hate him on. As we've said many times, fuck you, Nicholas Sparks. It's just arrogant. It's so arrogant to just be like, I'm not going to do any kind of research on uh, domestic abuse or... I mean, you're not su- you're not surprised. I understand that. I'm not surprised. I mean, like, honestly, like he seems like a big fucking douchebag. So I'm like, I'm not really surprised. Like, he seems like that guy. He's up for a sale. I mean, I hate to say it, like he's up for a sale. What? A- so. Amy Penza, who is the next... I'm so um, excited! Oh, I know. I'm super excited about it. I'm going to... I'm super excited to reread that book because I read it, like, a couple years ago. Um, that is a noisy, like... <laughs> what is... Is that, like, your keyboard thing? Um, so... Uh, she... One of her books... So, the next one we're reading 
for the book club is um, Daughter of Rage and Beauty. Now, a different one that Amy Panza has written is called um, The Favored Wife or A Favored Wife. I forget what the article is at the very beginning, but it's something Favored Wife. Now, it's about a woman in um, a Mormon-esque community. I forget like what it's exactly called. I know you. I know we're not going to read it. Don't worry, honey. I know that is is an issue. But uh, my point is, there is a scene. There are a couple abuse scenes in the book, and her editor severely cut them back. Oh, you're telling me about this. And I yeah, know this yeah, yeah. because Amy told me. But yeah. like, what her editor said was, if I'm remembering this correctly, Amy can correct me. But. Uh, If what I'm remembering is accurate, she was saying that her editor told her, like, romance romance readers don't want to read all of these details about abuse. She had to, like, the the editor was like, I mean, you can do what you want, but, like, I highly recommend that you cut these back. That you soften them. Yeah. Now, they were still difficult to read. I will not lie to you. But, like... I mean, even so, like when we were talking about Greer Rivers, like that first book, Escaping Conviction, that's romantic suspense, right? So like there's an entirely different element involved, but of course it's still got a romance element to it and therefore it can be classified as a romance novel. Right. But the the violent scenes and the violence against women is intense i mean that was difficult to get through and you and i have talked before on previous episodes about like is there can we please have fucking novels that do not surround or focus on violence against women and i just feel like like, can we can we have a trigger warning because there's no trigger warning and this is like Dear Nicholas Sparks maybe you don't fucking care but like we women are your audience and most he, women. He knows it. He fucking he, knows he it. He knows that he does it on purpose. You need to put a fucking trigger warning on your shit. Because it's rough. Like, I'm not lying when I said, like, I skipped it because I couldn't handle it. I like, don't want to read that. No, I mean, it's. The, I'm not going to read a rape scene. I'm not going to do that. The, the punching and the, and the kicking and everything like that was rough. And then she's got to pretend like she's not, like, pissing blood and pretend to love him so that he, like, in talk him up while he's fucking her like like, yes it's not a rape but it's a rape it's a fucking rape like you had said that um there's a lot of like point of view from kevin's perspective in the book yeah i don't fucking care i don't care about fucking i'm just like you're so you're just giving the abuser a voice great thanks nicholas sparks why yeah I don't know. I don't because like literally because you no, quote don't write romance novels. I mean, I guess because like if you don't have it, then you don't have it at the end. But bullshit. It's bullshit. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You don't need that. I don't need to know that he cheated on her after she left. I don't of course because he thought he cheated on her. I'm like, it doesn't fucking matter. It, like, she's gone. Who cares? Oh, like, it doesn't matter. Like, he I just was don't need all of that. It was all hallucination afterwards. It doesn't fucking matter. It's whatever. Ugh. Gross. Whatever. Just I I just have no desire to read Nicholas Sparks. I really truly don't. I at this point I'm 
I'm, you know what? I'm done it. I'm good. And the more I've like learned about him, the less I like him. So that's what really hurt me. This whole thing. It was like, I'm just trying to see if I have any more things to add because I don't want to make anybody else mad. His biography. Nicholas Sparks is one of the world's most beloved storytellers. Fuck off. So, I mean, like, just besides his, I mean, I was going to, we already talked about the, um, and I hate that. I thought, I hate that he won that fucking lawsuit. The lawsuit against his creepy church school that he has. Um... I'm looking to see if I think I read all the. Yeah, I read all the, the stuff about. Yeah, he's a major contributor to the creative writing program at the University of Notre Dame, which is not surprising because it's an extremely Catholic college. Yep, yep. Um, There's one thing I did not. Oh, I think he Uh, went to Notre Dame as a former full scholarship athlete. He still holds a track and field record at the University of Notre Dame. Okay, Braggart, like. Okay. Guess what? I know a lot of people from there. Okay, so um, Nicholas Sparks launches broadside at Cormac McCarthy. I must admit, I love when an author slaps another author down, especially when they make a bit of a prat of themselves while doing it, especially when they risk committing career suicide, which is exactly what Nicholas Sparks has done after revealing, among other things, that he's not the biggest fan of Cormac McCarthy. Cormac McCarthy? Horrible. That is probably the most pulpy, overwrought, melodramatic cowboy versus Indian story ever written. Sparks was referring to McCarthy's novel Blood, Blood, Meridian, Blood Meridian, the same novel that Time magazine voted as being one of the top 100 English language novels as published between 1923 and 2005, and that finished as runner-up in the 2006 New York Times poll of the most important American fiction of the last 25 years. The same novel that, as far as I understand, is widely regarded as McCarthy's finest work. Of course, Sparks is entitled to his opinion, though he really ought to have kept it to himself, attacking other authors, especially those with the stature of McCarthy, is generally considered to be poor form. You can only really get away with that if you're a highly successful and respected author in your own right, i.e. Stephen King dismissing Stephanie Mayer and Terry Pratchett having a dig at J.K. Rowling. Thank you, Terry Pratchett. R.I.P. Um, the general online reaction to Sparks' comment involves repeated use of the word douchebag. So, cool for you. Oh, you know, what we're talking about Terry Pratchett. Oh my god. So, guess what, guys? Good omens. There's going to be a sequel. <laughs> I love you so much. There's going to be a good omens, too. Of course there is. I'm glad. In fact, I got a notice today that I can go work on Good Omens if I want to in Scotland. Right? Right? So I, I mean, may be doing... Um, Ray might be doing this podcast from Scotland. Sounds good to me. We'll work I out the be, time difference. It'll be fine. Right? Me and David Tennant. Throwing a leg over. I feel like you should. I know. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> right? Oh, my cool. God. So that's all I have about Nicholas Sparks. I hate him so much. It's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, this is a long page to screen. These aren't usually this long. 
No, they're not. But I mean, I think but, you we, know, I, it's like a full movie and a full book. It's not like usually it's like a novella and a yeah ten minute movie. You know, I will say like I think I I think um what's his face um Josh, Josh Duhamel. Duhamel yeah I Duhamel. think he was a good uh, Duhamel was a good Alex for what they wanted him up to be. He's cute, man. And I think she was a good Katie for what they wanted her to be. Like, I mean, I would have liked, I mean, for both, I would have liked more reserved for both of them. You're dealing with a little bit of more of a... Yeah. yeah. And again, like, this, the storyline that in the movie is different. Like, he doesn't know... He doesn't have that same character background, so he doesn't know that she... That's where I got fucking pissed. Because I like that aspect of Alex's character in the book. I mean, I didn't read it, but, like, based upon what you've told me, I like yes. that. Yeah, when... So, I don't know if we, we... Did we talk about that a lot? Like, he gets mad at her, and he tells her, like, to get the fuck out. Like, he... Well, in gets, the movie, yeah. Yeah, he, he gets, gets really mad at her. really mad at her. Mm-hmm. And, like, for lying to him, which... Mm-hmm yes in the movie he she did because there's no right you don't get that as you do in the book and in the move in the book it's like it's he knew the whole time he he knows the whole he knows the whole time it makes sense it just feels natural yeah yeah so and, and when he says i love you at that first date you're like Yes, he knows. So with this whole thing where he's like, I love you. I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. But well, this one, but also he's like, she's been there for a while at that point, right? Before they go on their first date. Right, right. And so in the book, like, I, okay, so, all right, let's go back to like, would you, would you recommend the movie? Yes or no? I mean, it's fine. Like. If you got, it's, it's down fine. Half. No, it's two hours. It's, it's two, two hours. hours. You got two hours fine and if you're looking for like i mean it's not a it's not a bad movie no 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 it's not like not at all it's got cute moments and fun and funny moments and some romantic moments you get to see josh Josh with that shirt Yeah, yeah i mean you know i'm gonna say i would recommend the book if you listen to it on audiobook and you listen At to 1. it at 1.75 speed, <laughs> speed and you skip all the fucking Kevin parts, um, because I think I think the main love story is good. The thing is, if it were actually a romance novel, you wouldn't have all that like Kevin bullshit and the book would be better. You would. You wouldn't have it as long. I think that's sure. the thing is like because seriously like some of those fucking well, chapters okay, were so like turn long. it into turn it into a romantic suspense and have Kevin chapters but have them not be as long. Turn into an Iris Johannesson? Yeah, exactly. Yes. And part of that like honestly for that mo- for the fucking movie, mm-hmm. I thought that I was like, "Oh my god, dun dun, where's the like where's the gra- the gavel? Like what's happening? Yeah. Where's the ID channel coming in here?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because when he drops the the bike off, holy shit! Like she's oh, that's like, creepy as hell. It's exactly like she's like this is the fucking um the 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 car lights the yep. uh yeah just showing up at her door and she's like somebody just dropped this fucking shit off my, my she's freaked the, out that someone yeah, is I like I would be too I would be too yeah uh huh right. cool so right. our next our next <laughs> page of screen you're gonna be doing this driven. 
You're reading. I'm listening. I'm watching. Mm-hmm, I'm watching. Mm-hmm. Are you going to watch it, too? Uh, yes, I'm going right. to watch it, too. That's fine. Uh, I'm super excited about it, actually. I won't lie. I'm sure it's better than what I read, so it's fine. <laughs> so <laughs> it's driven. It. Yeah, so next page of screen is, is uh, driven, which book, and then um, a, it's a series. It's like a season from Passion yeah. Flicks. So did you see Tosca said the season two was only five? Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, no, I did not see that. Tosca, BFF. Um, now, the next episode of the Chicklet Book Club podcast is Amy Penza, <gasps> Daughter of Rage and Beauty. So. Yay! I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm Let's pretty excited. I'm so excited. All right. So, guys. Where can they find us? It? Oh my God! So many places. So many places. Um, Almost everywhere. Not Facebook, <laughs> except for your garbage can outside, right? Um, <laughs> so you can find us. I'm pulling up the. Ep- okay, so you can find us at the website is chickletbookclubpodcast.com. The Twitter is at chickletbookclub. Oh, sorry, at chickletpodcast. The t- t- TikTok is chickletbookclub. The Pinterest is Chicklet Book Club Podcast. The email is <laughs> Chicklet Book Club Podcast at gmail.com. Insta is Chicklet Book Club Podcast. YouTube is just fucking YouTube. Check out that bitly. Yeah. Yeah. Or just like search for us because yeah. um, we're having an issue with our YouTube. But it's fine. I mean, you, you get up to episode eight, you want it. Just whatever. <laughs> Um, uh, oh, but, um, we are also doing a giveaway for <gasps> magnets. Yes. So yes, if you rate and review our podcast, honestly, on the Apple Podcast app, we will send you a magnet. There are two of them that you can choose from, and you can find those on our Instagram page. So um, please check those out, and then also rate us and review us. And all you have to do to claim your magnet is to screenshot your review and email it to us at chickletbookclubpodcast at gmail.com. So we are also um, coming up with some shirts. So the shirts <laughs> will be, if you, or what other thing are what we want to give away for the shirts? Because I will give away shirts, um, but I need to have something cool. Like you have to do something super cool to do, like to get a shirt. So... Think about what you would do to get a shirt from us. Um, Cool. So that is us. Sounds good. Um, So, yeah, we'll be back next week with Amy Penza or a book by Amy Penza. And then uh, Driven. Driven. And at some point soon, we have um, Becca Mack coming up at some point. She's going to come Mm -hmm. up. And and also Emma Jackson. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh we have an she ARC be, be coming first. Yeah, Jim, Emma yeah. Jackson's first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cuz she has an ARC coming out July 29th, I think is that date. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll be have... talking to her. Mhm. And uh we're also going to have another guest coming up, which is yes! um our Kinky Book Rex TikTok. So, if you have not seen the TikTok or the Instagram, if you have some Kinky Book Rex that do not include like dubious consent, um please let us know. Shoot us an email or uh Hit us up on any of the social media channels that we are present on. Not Facebook. Of course, Instagram, but still. Nope, Bookstagram, you just cannot get away from. Not on Facebook. Um, so anyway, um, until we see you next. 
How are we in this thing? Obnoxiously. We do. <laughs> Ready? <gasps> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Jesus.